Dude, the the glory hole thing was like I was like, what's going on? I was like, what's this guy admitting to? Is he gay? Is he straight? Like, is he just going there to let a gay guy suck his dick? I don't know if I could be like, I don't know if I could be on this show and be like, yeah, I'd let a gay dude suck my cock. Whatever, this guy, man. James and I were talking about this last weekend. Fucking, I was talking about traps. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we were at dinner. What? And I was like, a, a million dollars. And James was like, you wouldn't suck a dick for a million dollars? I'm like, no. I didn't say I would. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, a million dollars. I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> dick in my mouth, period. But a million dollars is a lot of money. Welcome back, everyone, to the IO Panel Podcast, episode 141, recorded on February 17th, 2019, the year of Mike's Lord. Thank you for joining us once again. My name's Evan. I'll be the host for this week. Um, with us, the greater us, as always, uh, the two co-hosts, Mike and James. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm doing good, man. Having a good time. Good. Mike, did you go to church today? No, sir. How do you worship and show faith to the one true God? Uh, I can't say that I do. It's like, in my own way. Asshole, thank you. <laughs> Last time I went to church was a little over a year ago. Okay. Are you planning on... In not this country. Ah, right, right, right. Forgot about that. Um, are you mm-hmm. planning on abstaining from meat on Fridays at some point this year? And when would that be, if so? Well, it would start... Is it uh, Easter? I think that's when it would end, if I'm not ah. mistaken. I could be wrong, but I'm such oh, okay. a bad, bad religious person that uh, I have no idea. But... Well, it's around there somewhere. You Some, know, 40 okay. days, 40 days and 40, 40 days nights. And 40 nights walking in the desert, blah, blah, blah. Give me a mm-hmm. steak. Kicking it with the homies. <laughs> a serious bro um, sesh. Good, some good bonding. Yeah, if I'm... I don't think I really adhered to it last year, so... Mm. Okay. Well, that's fine. I don't I just, mean to... I just don't mention it in front of my mother and, you know... Right. Just don't do it in front of her, and that's that's it, you know, because otherwise I'll, I'll incur her wrath, <laughs> which is more real than the the one true gods. Oh, least, you know what? At least in my life. So, be are we are blessed to live in the year twenty nineteen. You control her, get an impossible burger, and eat that next to her on Friday. Like, ma, you gotta try this. She's like, Michael, what are you doing? You're like, just eat it, you know, because it's not meat. Right. That's that vegetarian or yeah. vegan thing or whatever yeah. it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know the difference. So, Over-lacto-vegetarian. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so apparently the whole Jewish, like, non-pork thing. I thought you'd be like, apparently that whole Jew business is a hoax. <laughs> it's a big scam. <laughs> Flim flam. A bamboozle. What, be, being Jewish? <laughs> yeah. No, um, 
No, the whole po- like Jews can't shouldn't eat pork thing. It's not really religious. It turns out that back then when they came up with the Torah, um, isn't it like a health thing? Yeah, it's yeah. a health thing. It's like Tr- oh yeah, trichinosis. Pork will kill you. Yeah, it's really bad for you. Don't eat it. We'll we will the Jews shall survive this as well by just avoiding pork. You know, like spoiled so, shellfish will also kill you. Isn't yeah, that also so, the same thing with uh, Muslims. Muslims. <laughs> probably Jews, yeah, probably. immigrants, <laughs> Polacks. No, I don't know. <laughs> Whoever you know, everyone from that general region. Yes, and then the Polish who who are also from there, of course. Right. The Romani the travelers. They're my favorite. Yeah. Travelers. Did I did I tell you guys the story? Uh, I met one. Well, I met one. Well, I saw one. We'll say that. Uh, not that long ago. It's like, Mom, look, a gypsy. Dude, so and I was... it was like, I've been spotted and sprouted bat wings and flew away. Just about. No, it was a, uh, you know, I was at a, a, a nightclub, dance club, slash bar, slash whatever, mm-hmm. in Langley Park. So, you know, the ones there are of a certain type. Okay. I don't know where Langley Park is. I know the name of it, but I couldn't. So pick you it know where we went to that Chinese restaurant, the Chinese buffet, and it's like on New Hampshire. Um, nope. I think Where's we New went Hampshire there maybe Avenue? once. Or sorry, not not New Hampshire on University International Buffet. Like almost to College Park. It's yeah, it's between yeah. College okay. Park and uh, yeah, that's Langley Park. On okay. University gotcha. Boulevard. We were in Langley Park. That area is Langley Park. <laughs> Where TikTok is. Yes, yes, that's Langley Park. Okay. And James, what would you call Langley Park? What, do you mean, what would I call if it? If you're being derogatory? I mean, it's like, I don't know, Little uh, Latin America or something. Okay. Right. I don't know. I mean, I can't think of what else to call it. The Hood. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at a bar El slash Mario. nightclub slash whatever. <laughs> That was a a Hispanic club bar, whatever you know. I don't was remember the name of it. Bachata playing, El Barrio. <laughs> I don't know what that what bachata even is, Evan. So I I couldn't identify it. Um, but you know all the all the usual stuff, and there was even a guy there, like who looked like a what do they call them mariachis or something? Yeah, like yeah. like a guy with like the big hat. And giant guitar. Stop. <laughs> Just stop, Michael. <laughs> Get to the he's like the guy with the big hat. He's in the place where all the, the uh, you right know, off. give me a derogatory name, James. Let's go <laughs> with the story. No, I mean he was there singing. He was the entertainment. He's got a big hat. He's got a large well, oh, those large mandolins. He had a, a what I assume a fake gun in a holster. Oh <laughs> Jesus. It's questionable. Um a revolver. But anyway. So while we were there, a what seemed to me a white lady came in there, pretty small one, and was like trying to sell people flowers. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I was like, <laughs> lean over to my right. I'm like, she Hispanic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not like I'm Hispanic, but you know, I'm pretty much the only white guy in there, basically. You know, there's only room and, enough for one. And uh. They're like someone. She asked one of her friends, and then they say she's. 
like, she's from Romania. And I'm like, Romania? Then I'm like, oh, they don't mean Romania. They mean, yeah, okay. That's where gypsies are from. Yeah, well, they are and they aren't, right? But, yeah. I mean, that's where the, that's where that's where it is. That's where it all started. You fucking gypsies. Sure, sure. Yeah. I get it, yeah. Romani, right. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. You don't want to get gypped. All right. That's a derogatory uh, yeah. thing. <laughs> Did like you, you buy don't a get, flower? You, you don't want to get blacked or whatever. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you buy crazy. a flower, you sniff it, and then ten seconds later you pass out, and all you see is that lady's face. Yeah, no, like, I, I did dragging not bu- you into a, into an alley. I did not buy any flowers. Now I've seen people doing that at like when we used to go to the clubs, like back in the day in DC, there were people walking around trying to sell flowers and stuff like towards the end of the night. But those were. But all... that's that wasn't like that. I mean, dude, are those flowers full of GHB? Is that that'd a thing? Be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. Dude. Don't worry, it'll get you laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just have to eat it. Huh? Oh. <laughs> no, you just take it. It's like just flowers Here, like you for you. Whack, whack, just whack her on the face with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's romantic. Just batter with it. Um. No. That's like so... taking any woman. Strolling down Adams Morgan with a with a single rose is kidnapped. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a cry for help. No. Um. <laughs> All right, what were you saying, James? No, about when we chicks? were, you know, we were in Paris. We saw them everywhere. Oh yeah, they were all over the place. They yeah. weren't selling got, roses. But they were did like they put it? Did they put a penny and... in your shoe? No. What is that? What is is that the target you also ch- chase Angus the evil potato away? I mean, what what is that about? No, that's a that's a scam. You know, they 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 come over, they put a penny in your shoe. You're like, what the fuck? And you bend down to you know get it out, and they then they pick your pocket or something, you know, ah. or, or grab your stuff or whatever. You know, like you put your briefcase down, and then you know, interesting. Oops, you know? Yeah, I don't oh. know if that's just if that's just a gypsy thing, quote unquote, or if it's a or if that's just a thing in general. You know, like that. That criminals do, you know. I, I feel I have like no that would have worked you know? in America. The wet bandits. Yeah, the, I, I feel like if you just bandits. went up to some yeah. dude and like try to put a penny in his shoe, he'd p- knock the shit out of you. I think people here are way too aggro for that. Like, it might work in Europe or like maybe like Canada. It definitely would probably work really well in Canada. Yeah, I don't think it would work here. Like, you do that in DC or something, and maybe they avoid black people altogether and like uh, and Spanish people. <laughs> Maybe they like look for like some white guy with a briefcase who's like, "Hello, Margaret. My name's blah blah blah." You know, but I feel like most people here would be like have a zero tolerance for that shit. Like you, like we're Americans are like we really love our personal bubble, you know, and we don't want you in it. So yeah. I hear another scam is they they run up to you and hand you a baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then you're like, oh, you're sitting there holding a baby. Like, what do I do? Like, and then thanks. they then they rob you of all your stuff, basically, and take off. And they leave you with this baby. Now, if in order for the scan to work, you get a, you got to find a baby you don't care about. Right, Kid- <laughs> uh, kidnapping <laughs> victim, of course. That's a low has a low. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, turnaround on that profit to loss is very very high. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> No, I, when I, when I, <laughs> sorry, well, the first time I got off the train, the first time we went to Paris, I was approached and some lady was like pretending she was deaf. So I read her little card and I think I probably gave her like five euros 
And then as soon as I did that, like two of her friends came out and they were showing cards. I was like, all right, beat it. I'm done. But yeah. I always uh, kept my I kept I always kept my wallet. I must have had that just like loose in my pocket, but I always kept my wallet and my passport in a zippered breast pocket of a mm-hmm. jacket that I was wearing that was also zipped up. Mm. So I feel like that was fairly safe. They weren't gonna get anything. Maybe like a you know, throwaway cell phone. Right. And then I walked out of the train station, turned the corner, and there was a, a pile of boxes on fire, and it smelled like pee. And I was like, Paris is awesome. <laughs> Dude, this is so funny because Evan, <laughs> me and Evan met together on that trip, and I've told this story many times. I we fell in the, love. Yeah. No, I walked out of that. Uh, I walked With out burning of burning trash. Evan got, Evan got there before me. I never heard about the burning trash. It's the first time I'm hearing about it. I haven't got there before me. I come out and there's a, a fucking woman just fucking hawks a big, juicy, wet, snotty spit almost at my feet as I step out on the streets of Paris. And there's another man in broad deadlight. It's like 12 in the afternoon. It's busy people everywhere in this little like area outside the train station. And he just got his dick out. He's just pissing. Like in public, he doesn't give a fuck, yo. I was like, God damn, welcome to Paris, B. You know? <laughs> it's like crazy. And then, of course, I got hit up with the lady with the fucking thing, too. But I had watched all these British shows about that. Not about that, but about pickpockets. So I was like, oh, she's going to pickpocket me. Like for a second, I read it. It was like, hello. He's like, yeah, I punched her square in the jaw. And I was like, who read this? Who wrote this? You know, she's like, here, read this. Yeah. In English. And it was like, hi, I don't speak English, but blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, "Oh, is it in English?" Nice. Yeah. And I was like, "This is sketchy." And I looked around and I did my my signature James like check. I was like, no, I, don't I patted down my body. I was like, "Oh, everything's still intact." <laughs> and I beelined it out of there. Yeah, the I guess if they handed you one in any other language, you would not have been able to read it. So yeah, I guess so. They probably had a bunch of languages, different. They're like, "Oh, these guys are fat idiots." Here, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely Americans. They look dumb. Yeah, and there were a bunch of people around the Eiffel Tower with like miniature Eiffel Tower replicas, like souvenirs uh-huh. on, like, uh, I'll say a blanket. And right. anytime someone would like see police, they would fold up the blanket and run. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they do that in Chile too. Ah, when we are we are like uh, hanging out in like the main city there, like the downtown area, and they're same thing. People had like stuff on like. Blankets or sheets or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, the police are coming. You know, like, I didn't actually see anyone Policia, get up and run. But, yeah, when but we, apparently, same same kind of thing. So. When we got our crepe, when we got the because they need a permit or something to you know. And remember the crepes it. with the hot dog hanging out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so it's... pathetic, but you really wanted one. Yeah, cause <laughs> it, and then I got it. I was like, no, what is this lazy concoction? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was horrible. He <laughs> just had a fucking dick flopping out of it. <laughs> this is the worst, man. Anyway, so I got the crep and uh and but while we were there, they were they had this like the the gypsies had this little stash spot that they were putting all these umbrellas they were selling. They were stashing them down under the ground. They had like this sewer pipe or something that they were lifting up and putting down. They had merchandise down there. You know? Well, so they had this little the warehouse. Yeah, they're just stashing stuff down there, and then, like, guys, would, it was a bunch of dudes standing around it. Then they'd come, and, like, they'd need a few more or something. They'd come pull some out. It was a, it was a whole, dude, there's a whole thing going on there. You know, they, they got a whole system down there. There's a whole underground gypsy world, whatever. <laughs> Will you, would you visit it? 
No, I wouldn't. It's disgusting, I'm sure. I mean, they probably party like rock stars, but I'm not interested. All those gypsy women, uh, I think when they're young, they're hot. You know? Yeah. It's like, isn't it the, the same thing with, like, Asian chicks? No offense to Asian chicks, but, you like, if you're under 40, banging. Over yeah. 40, you may as well yeah. be 93 years old. Yeah, exactly. Well, Asian chicks, I think it takes a little longer for that. Nah. They, they, they from the age of... 39 to 41, they live the hardest lives in history, and it shows. <laughs> so, Michael is, Michael's spoiled. He's, he's like a, he's like an Asian lover. He's, a, he's got yellow fever through and through. He's dying of it. And, uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> so not long for think, this world. He's probably thinking, yeah, he's not long for this world. <laughs> he's thinking of Ming Na, who's probably like 603 and looks great, you know? And that other Bai Ling, she looks fucking great. There's a few of them that look really good, but they're the they're the exceptions, not the rules. Asian women age hard as fuck. Asian women age hard. Black women barely age at all, and white women are just kind of somewhere in the middle. And Spanish women also, I think, are like uh, depends on how they lived, you know. Somewhere I in the middle, maybe leaning towards the harder end. Southern American Hispanic women live a hard life. Older women from Spain probably look way better. Ew. Oh, women in Spain look amazing. They're all hot. The fucking skinny ones that look they're white girls. The fucking <laughs> the fucking ones that look super Spanish. They're all thick as fuck. They're like thick like Jewish girls. It's fucking nice, dude. We were talking about this last night about measuring a, th- a Jewish girl's thighs just to see how what the deal was. So like counting the rings on a tree. Yeah. See how Absolutely. old they are. Yeah, just cut that leg off and let What's me see it? that meat. <laughs> so you gotta just stick that back on there. Oh, it's hmm. Uh, well, I've got to huh. go. <laughs> yeah, look at the time. Look at who the knew you bleed out. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. We need to travel more. Yeah, we do. I say ditch. I mean, uh, ditch the bronze and let's get out of here. Well, we got one part of that down already. Yeah, we're good to go. We're covered. <laughs> Ditch the broads. Hilarious. We should go oh, somewhere. Not, not Canada and not Outer Banks. I know that's like the thing to do. But for the same price, you could probably go somewhere internationally. Doing. It's just the thing we're doing. It's not the thing to do. All right, well, we'll, we'll work on it. We will work on it. Uh... You guys do anything interesting last week? Mm. No. No noteworthy win any medals? Any certificates? No. no. Uh, I think James has some news. Oh yeah, I started work on Friday. It was pretty something. It was it was a, it's, you know, it's work again, working. For the same company. For the same company, yeah. Are you in the same office? Uh, I'm, I was, my headquarters is now out of one of the offices I used to support. Okay. Yeah. So. But you don't have like your same desk, right? No, no, I'm not in the same building at all. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I supported two offices. The one I went to the least, that's the one I'm working out of now. Is it far away? But he's not no. even going to be, be there. I won't be there. Yeah. I'll be working be at the client site. Store. Yeah. Client site. Yeah. I'm a contractor now. You don't get to work remotely? No, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah, James is getting the big time now. 
Nice. Well, any details you would like to share? No. Uh, okay. I'll ask you later. Yeah. Poke and prod. <laughs> um, I don't think I did anything. I've been sweating a lot. Mike's arch nemesis. <laughs> Going to the gym, sit in the sauna for like 40 minutes. Oh, I thought you meant just like I thought you just meant like sitting in your chair there at home. It's like no, nah, it's you know, it's a condition. Just sweat, sweating. So, so you're going to the sauna. Yeah. So answer me this: It's Nikki like free Glazer, cardio. Nikki Glazer's group on their show on their podcast, another episode. Yeah, they were like, "Sauna cock is the best." Right. Is that true? Is that true? Not in my experience, but I don't know. I don't know what Mister Kreischer has. Apparently, you know all that heat. Get your dick to sw- get your gets the blood just everywhere, and you just your dick's looking great. So, I I know what you're talking about. I saw that one too. I would not. It doesn't give. It doesn't like make you hard or anything. No, but no. It, it just does, gets the blood. It gets going. your blood flowing. Yeah. Who's Nikki Glazer? I'm disappointed. He's actually but I shouldn't attractive. Be. Probably will end up dating Fifty Cent type celebrity. Not Isn't that like Chelsea Handler? <laughs> yeah, but she reminds me of Chelsea Handler. She, yeah, remi- she's like similar. a younger Chelsea Handler. And I could totally see her dating 50 Cent. I could totally see, because uh, she just seems like that type, of, that type of chick. Now, I like Chelsea Handler. I think she's pretty funny. And she's it's also very free with her breasts. Yeah. And they're nice. Very free with her breasts. Yeah. How How is that, Evan? Do you have, is there proof? Do I have Sonicock? N- no. Is that what you're talking about? She's very free with her breasts. What do you mean? Her oh, I mean, she's done, like, she's been topless numerous times. She's not, you know, afraid to show them. Nice. And they are nice. If you had breasts like that, James, I think you'd show them off, too. I probably would. Uh, Yeah, but, Mike, I'm, I'm I have a, a dilemma here. Because I've sent, you know, the group chat and everything several clips of, of Nikki Glazer. Uh, interviews or her uh, Sirius XM show or her stand-up or everything. You don't know who she is, but hmm. you send me links for stuff and I don't watch it, so I can't be too mad. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. It's like we we have a disconnect, right? I think you guys will enjoy something, so I send you a link. Whether you whether we're on the same level or not, who knows? Whether we appreciate I, it or not, who knows? You I send try, me a link. I try to look at everything that you send me. I don't always, uh, but, I, but I try to. Somehow this slipped through the cra- cracks, so I'm sorry. It's fair <laughs> enough. Maybe it was a busy day in chat. You know, links get lost, scrolled past, and everything. And then you send me stuff, and I, I'll click on it, like the the picture for the you know those three Japanese chicks in the 50s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means to you, but I'm like... Okay. So there's yeah. there, there's a disconnect. Sure. That's fine. They're from the 80s, but yeah, whatever. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50s, 80s, you know. You know. Goes crazy Japanese. Mm-hmm. And their cigarettes. That's right. Who doesn't like a good cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> Are you still on that jewel, by the way? Uh, No, I'm on the full-blown cigs now. Come on. I got to go back to the jewel. <sighs> then I can get off it. There was some article I saw that was talking about how <laughs> jewel like doubled their nicotine content once they figured out that teenagers 
that it was popular among teenagers. <laughs> okay. So, like, tr- you know, trying to get them hooked. I know they're generally 5% nicotine or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I think you can you, you can also buy 3% ones. Okay. For most of the flavors. Apparently in the UK, they have even lower ones. Mm-hmm. But those aren't available here. Generally. All right. So, I don't know. I don't know how much nicotine's in a cigarette. I don't know how it compares, you know, but whatever. That's fair. I want to say that one jewel cartridge is probably a pack. I mean, that's what they say. Something like that. That's what they say. That's a pack's worth of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, okay. All right. Well, I'll stop lecturing you, but you know. Oh, we all know him. You know. We all know. No, I mean, you know, maybe it is the 50s again, right? These doctors are, like, smoking two packs a day. It's like, yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> it's a health serum. That's it right. Keep, it keeps me young. Look at me. I'm 43. Don't look a day over 70. <laughs> <laughs> right. Keep it, it tans my skin, protects it from the sun. It's talking about, uh, I'll, I'll just go back real quick to what uh, James was talking about, how, you know, Black women don't age, but I've seen plenty of old look old looking black women. Uh, Asians age hard as hell. That's not true until a certain age. Then it just hits them like a freight train. I'll, I'll, admit, I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, but, but I think I think it just depends on the uh, on the individual. I mean, you've seen pictures of like Elizabeth Berkeley, right? Is that her name? No, Liz Elizabeth Hurley. I'm sorry. Oh yes. And she's I've seen, like, I've seen both of them topless as it is. <laughs> and she's like 53 now or some shit. I don't know. Yep. Um, I, think, I think you have to Christy rich... Brinkley, you know, another one who looks pretty damn good. She's like 65 or something. You know, you got to take white people out of the, not excuse me. You got to take famous people out of the equation though, because they can afford all the care to keep themselves a hundred percent. You know, I mean, they can do that. And they can, and the thing is, when they go, like, when when you're seeing a picture of them, nine times out of ten, it's a very well-manufactured, well-sculpted photo where they've, like, spent lots of time getting makeup done and everything like that, and they look really good. Everything's together. Fair it's enough. unlike when you walk to the fucking grocery store and you see an old lady, and, like, an old Chinese lady, and you're like, oh, my God, what's under her neck? It's like, oh, my God, that's her neck. Oh, you know? <laughs> it's like fresh you know? from a marathon. Yeah, and she's not fat. It's just she just, things are sagging and falling all of a sudden. You know, and I think it has a lot to do with pigmentation and, you know, melanin and how much sun you've been exposed to and all kinds of things like that. So, but I think regular people, it's more true. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Should we get into some news? Sure. Okay. So, our favorite country in the world... Mother Russia. They're all about the cold, right? Are they? And well, you know, all about. I mean, you know, it's a it's a big industry there. Oh god! I, like, didn't, uh, I didn't realize that, but well, does it surprise good, you though? Good to know. Good to know. It's, yeah. it's good to know. Um, they care generally very little for the people, um, and more for you know the worshiping of the state. Anyways, in one of their coal mining regions, where they have several open pit coal mines, which I assume is the standard. I don't know too much about coal mining. Uh, Maybe there are safer kinds, but this is what they choose to do. Um, It's become an issue, or at least it's been reported as an issue recently, 
of their, I'll say the, the black snow, where a lot of the particulate from the mining is, you know, always in the atmosphere. And when it snows, there is black snow because it drags it out of the air along with the flakes. Now, this is, I mean, it doesn't look too shocking if you take a look at the video. It's like if it snows around D.C. and people are driving and, you know, the snow piles on the side of the road, they look gross. You're like, oh, this is fucking disgusting. But you kind of forget that that's in the air anyways. But just, you know, having it accumulate so in such great quantities on those snow banks and everything just is reinforcement. Anyways... Well, in that, our case, Evan, though, it's it's more like it's dirty from being in contact with the road mm-hmm. and the cars. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that is probably like brake dust and stuff, you know? Right, but brake dust is in the air. Well, a little it's bit, like, probably, but... I mean, it's just not like, like... Not like this coal where it's just like, it's an open no, pit. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a far cry, but I was just using that as a comparison. You know, you can oh, okay. use, a, use your visual memory there. Right, right, right. <clears throat> Anyways, so apparently this has uh, lowered the life expectancy three to four years of people uh, in the region, which apparently is 66 for men and 77 for women. Yeah, I find that interesting. Like, Jesus, the Russians are fucking, they live hard lives. The men 11 years less than the women? (laughs) I guess so. That's pretty traditional. Though. They're so just hitting the hitting the vodka nonstop and fucking fighting bears, you know, Russians smoking cigarettes. Very, I mean, Russians are a hardy people, man. They don't live very. They live fucking rough lives. Yeah. So they're hardy, but they die young. <laughs> yeah, because they're not they that gotta, hardy. To consolidate those good years, they're the hardy. They're not take, that hardy. The hard the body can only take so much shit, you know. What I mean? From like sixteen to thirty, they're just living on borrowed time, and you got to pay for it in the end. Was it was it until like 2010 or 2013 or something? They didn't consider beer alcohol. I think you're correct because it like its alcohol content was you know less it was like than anything under 13 percent was like or not whatever alcohol. it was. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's, yeah. it's like drinking a soda. <laughs> like okay, like, yep. Jesus, <laughs> got to build up the tolerance while they're young, man. Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, it's gotten such bad press that some officials in the area went to to try to put a positive spin on this and they went to like a, a child playground and stuff and tried to paint repaint the snow white to take pictures and everything but that got a lot of flack so this is this is the clean coal we're talking about folks yeah rolling coal and i just thought that was kind of worth a mention there's a lot I, of I, weird shit in this world man we're just like not exposed to it we don't see the repercussions I don't know if it's still true, but I saw, I mean, this is a while ago now, but I saw a show on History Channel, like, you know, like Modern Marvels or one of those. And they're talking about how in West Virginia, there's more coal and coal mines than in the entire rest of the world combined. It doesn't surprise me. Something like that. Like West Virginia, not even the United States, but West Virginia. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa. That's fucking crazy. Take me home. That's right. Country road. <laughs> mm-hmm. John fucking Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Good old leader cola. You saw uh, Oh God, right? Oh God. Oh God, or, or is it Oh God Part 2? Which one is he in? Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No, 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 no. The gods with, with George crazy. Burns. I with don't George know what Burns. 
plays God. I have not seen anything like that. Okay. So it's, it's, I forget if it's the first movie, there's two of them. So one of them, God comes to John Denver. <laughs> and John Denver is just like a grocery store manager or some shit. Like he works a giant, basically, you know? And he's like, I want you to help me spread my message. <laughs> he's like, uh, what? <laughs> it's like the pick of destiny. <laughs> and I barely even remember that movie, to be honest. <laughs> I saw it one time at your house, and that was that was yeah. it. But I'm known to force Tenacious D on my guests. It's a great movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, who doesn't like Tenacious D? Honestly, but I just I just haven't seen it in forever. So, but yeah, man, it's fucking John Denver, man, hanging out with God, aka George Burns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll have to look that up, or you can send me an IMDb link or something like that. Hell yeah, that's great, and then. Yeah. I forget if it's the first one or the second one, like I said. And the other one is with the little girl. He comes to a little girl and says, I want you to help me spread my message, you know. That actually reminds me, all this tenacious D talk. James, have you been keeping up with Jablinski games at all? Uh, yeah, I watched the video you sent. Did the ninja one? Uh, I, I just saw the one where he goes to the games place, and I watched like half of it, and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Is, I think, is... I think that's the same one. But, uh, Mike, do you know who Ninja is in the gaming world? No, I know who Ninja is in South Africa. Yes. Okay, well, that relates to this. Yeah, So, (laughs) (laughs) So, Ninja is is Tyler Ninja Blevins, which we've talked about him before. He he sort of got his fame in Fortnite and everything, but he's been streaming for a long time. And uh, Jack Black has a YouTube channel. And I guess a Twitch channel, maybe it's called Jablinski Games. And he recently made a YouTube video saying, uh, "Like I emailed Ninja and he responded." So he showed—I don't think it was real. He showed some, you know, fake email. Um, and it was like and a couple minutes later he responded, and he cuts to this video clip, and it's not. Tyler Blevins, it's the South African guy full of tattoos. He's like, Oh, you what the fuck you mailing me for, Jack? God damn, kill you. <laughs> He's like, Oh, wrong one. <laughs> nice. They yeah. should have that guy on, uh, or both of them on, uh, fucking hot ones. Jack Black and Kyle Gass have done it. No, 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 I know. I watched oh, that. Oh, you talking I about mean, Ninja, Ninja and, and Yolandi? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> They'll probably flip the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The fuck you playing that boy or whatever? Like, yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> and like instead of the last dad, he'll just take out a bullet, pop it open, pour the gunpowder on the wing, and like eat it whole, crunch through the bones. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> what was that called, uh, James or Evan? You probably remember. Oh, uh, what were you take a shot in a bullet? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I remember you guys talking about it, but I I don't know where it's from. Lord of War, man. Oh, that's right. I don't remember what it was called then. So uh, is it Black Black or something? Or? Black Black. That's it. Is that black what they black. called it? Just like yeah, the black. gum? Yeah, yeah, Black Black. <laughs> we got to get some more gum and Beeman's. Yeah, man. Well, go, go to Korean Corner. Yeah, you got to go see if you can find it, Mike. You're nearby there. Fair enough. All right, Evan. Well, this is a very nice uh, story about toxic black snow. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. All right. What else? Next we got? article here. Who's who's so, this? Who's this? this? Is me. Who's this? Peckerwood. 
Okay. No, thank you, so, Mr. Pecker. Last week we talked about Jeff Bezos. And you guys asked me to come with some oh, detail. Yes. So I have a detail. I have like a fucking three paragraph page paragraph thing here I wrote up. Okay. So what what is attached here is two things. One is a medium article written by Jeff Bezos. We'll get to that. The other is a video where I first discovered it that kind of breaks it down, does a better job breaking it down into more detail if you want to watch that video by Internet Today. Okay, and the whole episode is dedicated to this. So, let's get started. Jeff, De- Jeff, Jeff Bezos gets a divorce from his wife. Um, or he announces the divorce with his wife. It's pretty much a known, kind of known secret in the tech industry that they weren't really together. Um, about like a week forever later, or for a while? Uh, no, was they it, were, was it, like it was a... falling apart. It was oh, falling okay. apart. So, about a week later... The Inquirer releases a bunch of text messages that were like kind of sexed between uh, Miss Fernandez, his the woman he was cheating on his wife with, uh, his now girlfriend, and Jeff Bezos. And the messages were along the lines of like, I love you, I love the way your hair smells, kind of like stuff written when read from my perspective or a regular person's perspective, like this is really cringy, skeevy, lovey-dovey shit. And then there's a lot of stuff like, I can't wait to be inside of you, like fucking gross stuff too. Okay. And from Jeff Bezos to her, mostly. Is this so, what hot chicks want to hear? Uh, I guess if they love you, if they if they like you, if they tell, if they like you, they want to hear it. You got sixty nine billion in the bank, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another reason, yeah. I think Jeff Bezos can say whatever he wants to a woman. True. Um, so anyway, so the text messages got released. And Jeff Bezos, he's Jeff Bezos, right? He's like, I'm going to investigate this. I want to find out how text from her phone got to the Inquirer. Okay. Because I'm sure he's thinking, worst case, it could be Fernandez doing it to me. Or someone close to me doing it. Or someone close to her doing it. So he hires a private investigator with 20 years in the business. And they build a whole team of investigators. And they start looking. In their investigations, they discover that they they, they, they got they get hints that National Choir may have done this for politically motivated reasons. Okay, so Jeff Bezos starts talking about it. Says, I think it was politically motivated, yada, yada, yada. So... Soon after, Jeff Bezos uh, and the investigator received an email from someone at AMI. AMI, American Media Incorporated, is the company that owns the National Enquirer. The CEO of that company is Mr. Pecker. Okay. Mr. Pecker looks like a 70s porn producer. Like, if you see a picture of him, he looks like... He has a shag rug. So he and... looks like you would think the national, the owner of the National Enquirer would look. Yeah, he looks like a shady, shady scandalous dude. Uh, like, if Leisure Suit Larry got glasses a little bit taller and creepy. That's, and creepier. That's what he looks like. You know, if you remember what Leisure Suit Larry looked like. So, anyway, the email basically says, and that's, and that's in here. And actually, let me pull it up so I can read a few excerpts from it. Because there's some interesting pieces in here of note. Um, oh, no, I don't want to sign in. Okay. Let's jump down to that. Sign email. in, James. So, confidential, not for distribution. 
Uh, I am leaving the office tonight, and I'll be available at my cell, yada, yada, yada. However, in the interest of exiting this situation, the Washington Post, uh, with the Washington Post, poised to publish an unsubstantiated rumor of the National Choir's initial report. So basically, they, this is something saying, hey, look, we know you own the Washington Post. Send in, get this story. So the National Choir has a history of suppressing stuff like this. Blackmailing reporters, blackmailing journalists to get them to kill stories. Okay. Um, so this is just like a part of a tool in their playbook that they use on people. They do it a lot. So he says, We, uh, why know, would they? So what? They want money? I don't understand. No. So let me give you a little more backstory because this story, this story, the way they cover it in the video is a lot better because they you don't have any details and you don't have anything to read and they give you everything in a timeline way where it kind of makes sense. I'm not doing a very good job of that. But basically what happens is after they start investigating, they get the hint that this might be politically motivated because the Washington Post was doing a story on the National Enquirer where where they had found out mm. that the National Enquirer was involved with a state's attorney to the state's attorney basically said to the National Choir, look, you've been caught doing catch and released, catch and release uh practices on stories to suppress to suppress stories to help pull to put for politically motivated reasons to help Donald Trump. So the state's attorney was like, Okay, don't do it anymore, don't break any rules, don't do it again, and work with us. Tell us everything you know about this voter, about this, uh, about this story, and about Donald Trump, and we'll leave you alone. <sighs> so they were like, "Yeah, we got you. We're gonna be good boys." Jeff Bezos, the Washington Post, found out about this, and they started writing a story about it, like kind of covering the whole history of the Inquirer and all the shenanigans. So when that happened. Mr. Pecker gets really pissed and he's like, let's stick it to Jeff Bozos because he's out to destroy me. Jeff Bozos? Yeah, that's what Trump calls Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bozo. Oh, nice. Um, And this guy is an ardent Trump supporter. Like, he's a huge Trump supporter. Uh, Pecker is. Like, him and Trump are fucking like two peas in a fucked up pod. I don't get it. (laughs) They're rich. Rich people help each other. They're trying to protect each other. So... Um, so it's Jeff Bezos. Okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> go on. Yeah, but Jeff Bezos is different. It's different. Like how he made his money is completely different. Like he knows. Yeah, I think he might have. He might share some beliefs thing in that belief system. But I think he knows that if he was to go full Doctor Evil, like it'd be a huge problem for Amazon because the people who use Amazon are are not. I mean, they're across the board. But people, there's a whole image of what a tech company is supposed to be like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and he's he's the the big tech companies are smart enough to try to try to fix their images where like another company like my company that I work for doesn't really give a shit you know or most companies they just don't care about the image you know whatever they just do their like you know Arya Seneca or whatever those big pharma they don't give a shit so anyway they so Jeff Bezos they find out about this story. And they're like, oh, maybe it's connected to this story. So it turns out that Pecker said, had this letter sent. I'll finish reading the letter for you now. Um, the Washington Post is poised to publish an unsubstantiated rumors 
uh, about the National Choir's initial report. I wanted uh, I wanted to describe you the photos in our in, in our that we found during our news gathering. Okay. So basically, they come straight to the point here. You know, in the interest of expediting the situation, you guys are posting an article. Let me tell you about the photos we have. That's all they say. They say, in addition to the below below the belt selfie, otherwise colloquially known as a dick pic, the inquiry obtained further further nine images. These include Mr. Bezos' face selfie and what to be what appears to be a business meeting. Miss Sanchez's response: a photograph for smoking a cigar, which appears to be a simulated oral sex scene. Shirtless Mr. Bezos holding his phone in his left hand while wearing his wedding ring. Uh, he's wearing rather a rather he's wearing either black cargo pants or shorts, and his semi-erect manhood is penetrating the zipper of said garment. So that picture's out there, and apparently his dick's pretty nice. It's pretty a nice hog. He's got that uh, sauna cock. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he, you know he's a bulk boy now. He lost a lot of he 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 went from like a small nerd like a fucking dweebsville to fucking being a bulk boy. Um. So oh, really. I didn't yeah, know so that. he's got a nice. Apparently, he's got a nice bulk boy hog. You know, so money does for you. Yeah, he's got those hog implants from Colombia. <laughs> uh, I thought you had to go to South Korea for that. So, who knows? So this whole anime, by the way, built upon that. That, I, that I, <laughs> a whole manga I read where these mafia guys keep sending their the guys who fuck up. They keep sending them to. To Thailand to get sex changes. But <laughs> like, oh, like, you know how, like, the Yakuza, like, cut their fingers off? Well, instead of doing that, they're like, their boss is like, go to Thailand. Talk to these guys. And they, they, like, he sends three guys to get sex changes. It's fucking ridiculous. It's wow. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's see. A full length selfie of Mr. Bezos wearing just a pair of black tight boxer briefs, trunks on his phone with, with his phone in his left hand. While wearing his wedding ring, they keep focusing on the wedding ring because he was married at the time when these pictures were taken. A selfie of Mr. Bezos, fully clothed, a full, and it goes on from there. And there's a bunch of them. Uh, and then he just so he just says that he just gives a list of what they have. He says it would give no editor pleasure to send this email. I hope common sense can prevail and quickly, Dylan. So it's straight up blackmail, right? It's straight up blackmail. It's totally illegal. So now Jeff Bezos. He's a supervillain, basically, right? Like, he's like a real-life Lex Luthor. Like, he's not a good guy. That said, what about this guy would make you think you should fuck with him in this way? I don't know. He, of course, releases the whole shit and writes this Medium article, you know? And it's like, this is what's happening, you know? So, uh, in the, you know, if you continue to read the article, he kind of breaks down all this stuff about... The, her, the about um, that they're trying to embarrass him and blackmail him and and kind of kill the story and you know Jeff Bezos is like I don't interview I don't inter- intervene in any stories in the Washington Post I'm not involved in any of that it has nothing to do with me people think that I'm out to destroy them when when stuff happens in the Post I don't even know who they are you know basically um, so now this is released update AMI is now in a lot of trouble. Because they violated their agreement with the state's attorney in New York. Um, let's see here. My notes here. I mean, the only value in blackmail is keeping the secret. So if he comes out and just tells everyone, they have nothing. Yeah. So the um, the the whole goal of the blackmail was for them to submit. They wanted Jeff Bezos and the investigator 
to write an op-ed in the Post saying, the Washington Post nor Jeff Bezos had any knowledge of any wrongdoing by the National Enquirer. It's just weird, you know, by the National Enquirer involving these cases, yada, 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 the end. That's what they wanted from them. It's so ridiculous, you know? Like, it's so weird, and if he did it, people are like, what the fuck? Does someone have a gun to his head? It just is strange. It doesn't, like, fit at all. So, anyway, um, of course he didn't do it, and this is where we are right now. Um, honestly, Jeff Bezos is a hero here. And so now he's he found they found out who his investigators, his investigative team found out who got the photos. It turns out that his girlfriend, Miss Sanchez, her brother, is an ardent Trump supporter. He went to Roger Stone and said... I got these pictures. What can we do? And Roger Stone put him on to Mr. Pecker. You know, this is Jeff Bezos' girlfriend. Jeff Bezos' girlfriend's brother. Brother. Yeah, he's he he does he's a Trump supporter. He doesn't like Bezos because Bezos is not a Trump supporter. And he's like, all right, got him. But now they got him. Can you imagine what that Thanksgiving's gonna be like at their house? You know, <laughs> not gonna be a good look. There's gonna be at least one empty seat. Yeah, at least one. So yeah, it, I mean it's worth watching the watching the video. Now, why it, did the girlfriend did she send the pictures to her brother? I, no, mean, I don't understand. No, no, no. Uh, they don't say how, but it's somehow he got the phone from her, or he he borrowed her phone or something, and sent the videos pictures to himself. You know, via screenshot or something. Airdropped like it. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I wanted to put that in here, but I didn't. The airdropping dick. Pics. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I forgot that, that was in the video amazing. too. That's hilarious. Such a good idea. Yeah, it's a great fucking. It's I so, wish I had a. a it's so rude iPhone. and everything, but that's a great idea. Yeah, dude, I airdrop all kinds of stuff. Not just dick pics. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I have a video later we're going to talk about. Definitely airdrop worthy. Apparently, if you're like on a subway or something, like you can, you'll you know you're out in public. You you can. That's where you receive them. You know. Yeah, so I don't have an iPhone. Mike, you can verify this. Basically, you have to activate AirDrop, and then people have to actively connect to you. Then you have to actively send a thing to a bunch of phones, and people have to actively accept them. So if you're getting dick pics via AirDrop, you're just a nosy fucking asshole. Stop being fucking nosy. Well, yeah, you turn it on, and it says, who do you want to accept them from? You can say, only people in my contacts or everyone. You know, Is so everyone you can, the default? No. Okay. And then so you can say everyone, and then when you get when someone when one gets sent to you, you see a tiny preview of it. Yeah. And then you can say accept or reject, you know, or whatever. Right. People could so, be like, "What the fuck is that? A finger or something?" Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I, I that's never happened to me. But you know, I'm kind of crazy, so you know, I usually have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, all that shit turned off. You know, when I'm not at home. I so. think it's great. Honestly, I've, we should have done this at the bar last night. <laughs> you I should think do it next great. weekend. Yeah. I, I would like send airdrop. I would airdrop my hog. I don't care. You can do it at your new job. Wait. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so ridiculous, though, but I love it. Anyway, so yeah, that's this story. There's a lot to it, a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah, Pecker's a dirtbag. So has he been arrested and charged with a crime? I mean, what's going no, on? No, not yet. Not yet. I don't think he will be arrested. Why not? There, it'll be one of those like rich people arrests where it's not like, a, you were indicted or something. It's not a crime, or it is a crime. Oh, blackmail's a crime. Yeah, you know how to blackmail people. It's totally hmm. a crime. 
Yeah, Evan. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to wait it out me. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah, so that's it. Thank you, That's it. That's it. I'll watch the video later. Mm -hmm. I just wanted... So this next article, I just wanted you guys to see this guy's face. I think I know... Yeah. Yeah, he... (laughs) Oh, boy. So, okay. So this is about some guy, Eric Porterfield, who's a... Portly Field, am I right? I know, yeah. right? Who's in uh, West Virginia. He's a delegate in West Virginia, so I guess he was for their state legislature or whatever they call it there. Um, West Virginia, he's being called to resign after comparing LGBT people to the KKK. And here he is being interviewed with his MAGA hat on. And <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous it's one of the most ridiculously ridiculous human beings you can ever see. <laughs> ridiculous looking. I'm sorry. You know, like like Trump is ridiculous looking in his own way. Like, but this how, guy is like ridiculous. How it's many like generations Trump who hasn't been to the tanning the tanning salon? I mean, oh, yeah, this guy this guy needs to cut back on the cold cuts or something. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. He's like he's a victim of generational incest. Yeah, uh, like his say, parents. I thought you could say generational obesity. <laughs> well, yes, his parents and their parents were all cousins. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm a fat man, so it's whatever, you know. But uh, this oh, guy's fat. Of me, yeah, I don't look like this dude. All right, his eyes are just rolled back in his <laughs> yeah. head. And he's like upright. <laughs> yeah, he can't even fucking look at you. You know, like he's so fat. Like, he's like married. Yeah, terrible. He's just like Mary, blah, 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 or whatever he's saying to this woman here. And it's just fucking, it's so crazy. You're like, what the fuck? You're like, who who elected this guy? James, did you ever, or... Then uh, you're like, oh, it's West Virginia, right? Did did either of you ever see the movie Black Klansman? No, No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. This guy should be in that movie. That's the relatively new movie, right? Yeah, I think it came out maybe a year ago now. Okay. Yeah, there's another one that I wanted to see... That's sort of like that, but no, I'm thinking of a different one. I don't even know what that one's called. So, but yeah, so this guy's ridiculous, but whatever. All right. Um, next up, I have a story here, not really big news or anything, but it's just interesting. And here's for some reason, Jonah Hill, it's either, he's either doing the, I'm not, I'm not a crook thing or he's doing air quotes. I'm not sure, hmm. um, what he's doing in this picture, but, uh, so, apparently his movie Super Bad, that I think we all are fans of, or at least chuckle at when we see it. Yep. Um, as well as Knocked Up, they they call out both those movies in this article are super bro-y, quote-unquote, and I have misogynistic stoner humor. Come on. Now, I will agree with the stoner humor part. That's fine. Yeah. Um, not that I'm a stoner, but I thought they were funny, you know. Yeah, everything because it's comedy. Hate, Stop taking offense at comedy. Yeah, I, I hate to say this, but the world is such that everything that it means to be a man is bad. You know, like you're not allowed to feel anything. You just have to be like, don't feel anything. Like if something gets you down or something brings you like bad feelings or you feel mistreated by the world, you have to fucking eat that shit and just swallow it 
and then to go kill yourself 10 years later because you can't cope anymore. Like, 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 but if you want to just like try to laugh and have a good time, like we all know like stalking is bad and we all know situationally stuff that happens in movies isn't fucking reality. Like everyone knows that nobody's ever going to try to like go become a cop because they saw let's be cops, you know, by, you know, I mean, it's not going to happen. So this is this like this attack on comedy is so stupid to me. And this fucking, pop. this fucking uh, this yeah or a desk pop. This guy, I hope he's not here being like, oh, the what I did in those movies is undefensible. Like get out I mean, of here. Kinda. He says this is what he says. Here's the quote: I love those earlier films, but I also think that if you look back at those films, a lot of what they're showing is major bro comedy and bro masculinity. I'm learning. I've got to unlearn a lot of stuff, and maybe some of the people that liked Superbad will come with me on that journey. What is what is bro? What's wrong with being a bro? <laughs> Chad Bro Chill sixty nine <laughs> at hotmail dot com. And no. then here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right? What I think of what a bro is is not what those movies were. No, none of those guys were like the bro. He's a winner. Fucking like fucking. Head of the football team who fucks all the chicks and like date rapes girls. That's not his character in any of those movies. Well, his character true. is like the desperate loser who's like, ah, there's nothing going on in my life. I just want to fuck chicks because I'm so lonely and desperate and I'm a little kid and I think everything surrounds having sex with women. Like, and that's like, what is bro about it? It's, it doesn't even make any sense to me. You want to know a, a major or a much more bro movie that I haven't heard talked about? By like Anthony Edwards, it's Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, absolutely, of course. Oh that yeah, just, he's straight up. He's straight up like he's straight up like drugs a girl and and, and has sex with her. So there's so there's so many old movies that yeah you're like, oh okay yeah that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that's in the past. I mean, would we do that again? Probably not. But no, like it. in that movie. Okay, so there's a little B and E. Like I actually rewatched the Revenge of the Nerds not too long ago because I was, and I was like, oh right. Oh, the panty um, raid? Oh, yeah, God. that's breaking and entering. They saw cameras everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking nuts. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. I was like watching the movie. I'm like, really? This is what they fucking do? Like, and like, by uh, the way, half of them are probably underage. So that's cool, too. Um, And then you're right. He's So he doesn't drug anyone. He just is wearing a mask. And it, like she thinks it's her boyfriend. Yeah. Right? But still. So that's called Rape by Deception. Which is a crime. Jesus Christ. It's a thing. It's actually yeah. a thing. It's not like, oh, that's not cool, man. Yeah, it's not cool and it's against the law. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but nothing know? like that happens in Super Bad or uh, Knocked Up or any of those movies. Well, so here's the thing, right? So this is all surrounding his newer movie that came out, I guess, last year called Mid 90s, um, which is about a. Uh, it's like a skater kind it's of movie, drama, right? It's not a comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's I think like it's a skater it's a, coming of age story or whatever. Yeah, and he says, um, so this new movie, mid nineties, is about revisiting an era of rampant misogyny, homophobia, and too cool for feelings punk culture that brought up a generation of men like him. And this is what he says: traditional masculinity in the nineties was not to show emotion, not to show sensitivity, not to show vulnerability because it's feminine or god forbid or god forbid gay to do so. What that does and what we've seen is that it leads to a lot of horrible behavior. End quote. I think that that Do you whole agree thing with is... that? Do you agree with that? 
No, I think that's made up. So you, you always hear the compar- comparison. Tell me that isn't true, though, that you were grown up or brought up that way or you thought that. No, of course I was. The same things, right? Of course I did. I know I was. But listen, when I was a kid, right, if someone was doing something that you were like, that's gay. Like, if you're a friend, like, let's say, I didn't know Evan when I was a kid, but let's say me and Evan were kids and Evan's, like, crying for some reason. I might look at him in a funny way and be like, you're being gay, bro. But... If he was my friend and he needed me, I'd talk to him. Now, I know there's some guys out there who would be like, no, that's gay. Fuck you. Go die. Fag. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I think they're the minority, not the majority. I think most guys wouldn't care if their friend cried in front of them. They'd be uncomfortable with it for sure. But I don't think they'd care if their friend cried in front of them. So, I, I mean, and I never experienced that once where someone was like, overtly nasty about like you doing something deemed feminine if you pull your dick out and you're like hey you want to suck my cock obviously they'd be like that's gay bro you know but i mean for the most of the stuff that guys would say but it's like people got offended with the word gay you know it's like fucking i'm sorry i'm gonna go back to this the lgdp uh, the whole community that whole community okay <laughs> They're they're like they found a way to fast track all the things that black people have been strife fighting with for years. They're like, oh, all the words, let's demonize them. Gay, you can't say that anymore. Uh, you cannot say fucking, you know, can't even you gotta, say retard. You can't say retard anymore. <laughs> you got to refer to me by my right proper gender. I don't you care what you gay. think. No, but you're not supposed to. That's a naughty word. You're not supposed to say something's gay. You no, but say you could call someone gay. No, you're if not they're gay. To. If they're gay, yeah, but not in a derogatory way. Like, yeah, he's gay. He but loves you dudes. You can't use the term Michael, how you, you know want what I mean. to use it. You know what I mean? Give me. Let me finish. So, look, they they found a way to fast track all these terms. So now, just ten years, twenty years later, we're all like, oh my god, it's all dirty words. But dude, there's still people wandering around saying the fucking n word like it's like going out of style, and fucking kids like under their breath like oh, n word, you know. And they're on the internet fucking going ham about it. They'd rather hear that. But, dude, I actually heard a guy. Someone said something. <laughs> What's this world we live in? I was playing a game yesterday, and I had two guys. I was in command of these two of these of the squad of nine guys, and two of the guys were inside a half track driving the half track. The one guy was driving, and the other guy was on the gun. And the two guys were fighting the entire time. At some point, the guy who was on the gun in the chat called the guy who was driving Ching Chong. And the guy who was driving flipped out. He's like, he's in the all chat. He's like, admin, so-and-so called me Ching Chong. Uh." Now, look, was it right for him to say some racist shit to him? Of course not. But, dude, who gives a fuck? Let's go. You know what I mean? Grow the fuck up. People are going to call you fucking shit. You know, that's the whole thing with with society now. Nobody wants to hear anything. Everyone's looking to be rescued. Yeah, everyone wants to be rescued and taken care of. Nobody gives a shit. Okay? Nobody cares. I, I forgot what I was watching, but the wisest words I ever fucking heard. Acceptance is people not giving a shit. When people don't give a shit anymore, you've been accepted. Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm yelling really loud. I think my neighbor's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> so, but anyway... <laughs> I just, like, I, I see this, I'm like, what is Jonah Hill doing? There's nothing in those movies that was bro culture. It's just, like, the 90s was like, yeah, people will call say, oh, that's gay, you're gay, oh, fag. Like, sure, do I do I regret that whole being a whole thing, the whole fag this, fag that thing? Of course I do, sure. 
but you know, like that's inappropriate. You shouldn't say that anymore. You know, all the movies that we had back in the day, like about date rape, where like it was just like, oh, I'm just gonna drug her and I'll get her really drunk and take her home, and that's like perfectly acceptable. You know, it's like okay, you know, uh, smoking the bandit, one of my favorite movies. No, that's Cannonball Run, one of my favorite movies. He just kidnaps somebody, someone. He just like kidnapped her. He's like, oh, you're gonna come with us. <laughs> You know, and she eventually was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, but I mean, it's just, I mean, of course those things are wrong. Like now we can look back and be like, yeah, this is fucking really wrong, but this is like, he's like pre-apologizing. It's like that game Apex, which I really want you guys to play because it's a great game. For some reason, no one gives a shit about the lore of a video game. Okay. Especially a battle royale when you don't care about the lore, but they made one of the players LGBTQ. One of the characters, LGBTQ, for no reason, and another character, gay, for no reason. Who cares? And I read an article last week. I was going to put it in the fucking show notes, but I didn't want to do it because the article is so empty. But someone wrote an article last week saying they were upset that only two of the characters in the game were black. It had They're like, oh, this game has two black female characters. I don't know how to feel about that. I wish they could have done more. I was like, what are you talking about? It's like two years ago, there was no black female characters in any game. And now this character, this game has a fucking Samoan guy who's gay, a fucking it, okay? I don't even know what to call him because you don't know if it's a male or female, okay? Who has a mask on, a damn robot who was automatically non-binary by just the fact that it's a fucking robot. And then a fucking... Automatically is binary. Or whatever. (laughs) Okay? But two, it's not a male or female... And then you have two two female black black women, one of them who's a Jamaican, with a Jamaican accent. And the and, and and the only Caucasian in the fucking game. There's two Caucasians in the game. One of them is an insane woman who hears voices, and the other one is a fucking sociopath who gasses people. He's basically every worst nightmare about a Jewish about a white person. I'm not even joking. <laughs> He's a joking. Jewish person. Jesus Christ. No, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm offended for white people. Because the Thank character you. you're the offended character, on our behalf. Well, because the character is like it's he's almost purposely offensive. Nobody said anything. Nobody's complained. Okay, but he's almost purposely offensive. Where are the Asian characters? Where are the Native American characters? Where are the sure blah, blah, be, blah 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 blah? Sure I mean, Asian we could go we could go down the list if we really want to. I mean, you know. But but you see what I'm saying, right? Are there any Hispanic like, characters? Yeah, one of the characters who I thought was black is apparently Hispanic. One of the guys, Mirage. Ah. Uh. But, but 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 you get what I'm saying, right? I'm like, dude, and and I was like, respawn entertainment did not have to do any of that, but for some reason they felt the need to preemptively get ahead. All they had to do was introduce introduce these cool characters, cool voice lines, and let people fill in the blanks. We don't need the lore. We don't need to know this guy's gay. We don't need to know that this person's LGBTQ. Why would you do that? Just to trigger gamers? Because even though all these other people in Hollywood are like, oh, blah 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 blah, blah. it's and to get people these, talking about it. Which all is these what it. All, all these journalists, all these journalists are like, oh, well, they did this, thank God, or oh, they didn't do enough. Gamers don't give a shit. Gamers do not care. All the gamers going to do, because gamers are one of the biggest, are one of the groups that have not socially accepted any of this shit. They have not graduated to stop saying the N-word or doing any of those things. The gamers are still like going on the internet, being fucking going ham and being free and talking about gassing Jews as jokes. Okay, that's what gamers do. They don't give a shit to this guy. They're just like, oh, he's like, they're like, they're like, the Simone character is clearly Rock from Moana, and he's fucking gay. You know? <laughs> they're just having a great time with it, and they don't care. 
you know, so you didn't have to introduce it. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant, but it's like, why? Like, what? He's like preemptively doing like, ugh. Ooh, I didn't even know James was going to get this worked up over this article. I like ugh. this. Dude, this stuff just triggers me, man. It's like, people, <laughs> can't they leave shit alone? You know, it's, he's pre-apologizing for movies that I didn't have, I don't think there's anything wrong with those movies. And the thing is, there's no voice. There's, our voice isn't represented. Because if we said anything, we'd be a representative of the worst aspects of toxic masculinity. I'm just not trying not to get my shit pushed in in the rest of the world. That's all I'm trying to do. You know? I've gone out of my way not to hurt anybody or be a bad guy. But it doesn't matter. If you defend if you defend and just say, hey, be rational. You know? Can, we can show you something broy. You know? The fucking movie, what's it called? With his buddy in it, Seth Rogen. And the really handsome guy whose brother was in the movie with, uh, where he was a climber and he lost his hand, mm-hmm. forty-two hours or something, hundred twenty-seven hours, hundred twenty-seven hours. Yeah, Seth Rogen and his younger brother were in that frat movie, where the the couple was oh, yeah. next to the frat. neighbors, neighbors. Yeah, dude, that was like the bro spectacular. They're just drunk, having sex with girls, doing all like being all the worst they could be. You know, I mean that's what the movie's about. And what about you know? Neighbors 2? The sorority one, yeah. I didn't yeah. see that one. I'm sure it's the same, but in no, reverse. No toxic femininity or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, you're right. But that's not the thing, Michael. Women can't be toxic. Evan, come on. Evan, Evan. Evan I know. Women are fucking here. perfect flowers that should be Dude, worshipped. They cannot be toxic. They're, ven- they're victims Given the here. benefit of the doubt in every confrontation. Yeah. We've been victimizing them. In every court case. So you know what's sure. funny? Uh, the term, the women the, need reparations, James. Forget about all do. the blacks. They do. The term feminism, I actually agree with the, the definition of it. I yeah. just don't like the actual... Mean that now. I don't actually like the word feminism. No, yeah. it's become it's become just a, a negative. But um, did I tell you talk to you guys about uh, the rise of the shield hero? No. The what? So, The Rise of the Shield Hero is an anime that just came out. The Rise of the Shield Hero? Is that what you said? The Rise shield? of the Shield Hero. Not oh, shell, shield. shell Hero. That's about fucking, fucking Zoidberg. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you said shill. Like, oh. I'm a shill for the oil industry. You know, like like that. I was like, um, shill hero? Jesus more Christ. More bad news from big oil. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. I don't know. No, but in The Rise of the Shield Hero, the basic synopsis, the first episode goes like this. Uh, a character... Gets a book in the library. He opens the book, and the book takes him to a video game world. Okay, so it's he the goes, Page Master. I don't know what Page Master is. Okay, but he goes to it's a isekai, which is like any of those the, the, any of the, the genre like a lit RPG, any genre where it's like to take a character into a book or video game. So he goes into this into this video game or book. It's a fantasy world and he's brought in as the shield hero. He has a shield attached to his arm when he gets there and he's standing before the king and the whole idea is he is supposed to help them. The six heroes, it's like a shield hero, a sword hero, da 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 and the six heroes are supposed to stop the bad, stop the monsters from coming or something. For whatever reason, all the heroes get assistance to help them except for him because the shield seems like the dumbest one, the laziest one, and nobody likes it. So he doesn't have a he doesn't have anyone to help him. So then he goes to when he come the king says, Don't worry, we'll get someone. And the a princess says, I'll help you. So the princess goes to help him. He takes the print the princess uh he trusts her 
So they go shopping. He buys her gear. He buys gear for himself with all the money. The king gives him all this gold. He goes back to his, he goes to dinner with her and everything. He walks her back to her house, wherever she's staying or her room in the inn they're staying in. He goes in his room. He goes to sleep, right? The whole night she's trying to get him to drink. He doesn't drink. He goes to bed. Next day he wakes up and the guards are coming to get him. He's like, what the hell's going on? He goes, he, you know, he wakes up all his shit stolen. His money's gone. His clothes are gone. And the guards come and arrest him. They take him before the king and they're like, would you, they're like, they're like, you raped so-and-so, you know? And that's when he finds out the girl who went with him is the princess. He's like, you raped my daughter. And the guy's like, what the fuck? I didn't do anything. Anyway, this came out. Okay. I read the manga already and I read it and I was like, oh, this is pretty common. It's a common theme in Japanese literature or, or anime. They like to write about evil women. And that's because it's sort of a fairly misogynist society. So they write about evil women who, who deserve it, you know, or are gonna get it. You know I mean? That's the, they love to write about those type of women. So it's a common theme. So when the episode came out, there's all this outrage in the anime community, a huge piles and piles of outrage enough that it got on like Kotaku and stuff like that. Because people were like, oh, my God, this is not even something that happens. Women don't do this to men. It never happens. It's like, they're, why they're, they're, they be, they're belittling rape victims. Da, 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 da. It goes on and on and on. Like, this men don't get victimized in this way. I was like, this is crazy. Like, people are so upset about this. As though women, as though women don't do artificial fake rape claims. They yeah. 100% do. It is 100% the thing that happen. happens. Okay? 150% yep. it happens. Okay, it happened to a member of my family. Okay, I just recently talked to them and they gave me a bunch of details about a situation that I had already known about, but I didn't know. And I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. You know, and she got away with it because she didn't, because she's a woman. You know, so it 100% happens. Nobody gives a shit, though. Nobody cares. Anyway, yeah. It's hmm. our world is just a fucked up place. I'm not saying men are the good guys. I'm not. I'm not definitely not saying that. We've definitely done our fair amount to abuse the world. You know, we've used our strength and force to fucking bend the world to our will. You know, but does there need to be balance? Yes. You know, are we the bad guy of bad guys? No. Women are just as guilty. They want equal rights. Guess what? They can be equally pieces of shit. Every guy who's ever broken up with a girl can attest to that. All right, I'm done. Thank you. I'm going, I'm making some notes to myself. I'm going to try for next week and come up with uh, some thoughts about this whole like uh, feminist and masculine debate and issues and everything like that. Because I do want to. Uh, I do want to like compile my thoughts on it and and get them out there, but I can't. I'm not just gonna do it off the top of my head. So something to look forward to next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Cotton. <laughs> okay, what do we got next here? So, Mr. Trump. Um. I'm sure everyone has heard by now. 
our our the great and powerful Oz, aka Mr. <laughs> Trump, has declared a national emergency in order to get the the uh funds needed to build the wall along our southern border. So two things before we really get into this. Number one by declaring a state of emergency, I believe he can divert about eight billion dollars. Which is not even really gonna get a good start on the thing. Second of all, so is the government shut down? So I saw surprisingly little about that and okay. heard a surprisingly little about that. I did finally Google it yesterday, and it looks like he signed the bill. So the House has passed it, you know, the House and the Senate both passed it, sent it to him, and he signed it. Okay, so, so we're not shut down. So we're good till October 1st, as far as I know. Okay. Or the end of October, I don't know, whatever it is, but around there. Like the end of the fiscal year, whatever it is. So, fine, fine. Um, but yeah, I was wondering that myself because I was like, I haven't heard anything about it. Like, what the fuck? This whole, I think the whole declaring an emergency thing kind of superseded. Did it trump yeah. the other decision, huh? Huh? Yeah. Well, it definitely overshadowed it. Is um, that a fat joke? Because Trump's fat. Yeah, he's actually. I thought you were going to say, is that a fat joke because I'm fat? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's clinically obese now, isn't he? Yeah, I saw that too. There's he still a story. Have a cape. So he went up by like four pounds or something from his last weigh-in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so now his BMI is 30, 30.1 or something, which makes him, you know, technically obese or whatever it is. You know, Hilarious. Yeah. Hey, sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. So I so there was an announcement on Friday by Trump, uh, like one, almost two o'clock in the afternoon. He He did like a press conference. And he announced that he was going to do the the uh, declaration of an emergency and blah, blah, blah. I didn't watch the whole thing. I read another article about it, and I watched a little, like, one, one and a half minute clip of it. And it's, I forgot, I, this guy cannot just come out and say something and be like, and that's it. Like, he has to, like, say all this random shit and meander around about it and... You know, it's so ridiculous, man. Does he just like to hear himself talk? I mean, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't even understand it. You know, it's not like like if even if Obama did this, he would have just come out, or anyone, George Bush, it doesn't matter. Anyone would have just come out and said, "Today, I signed the legislation," you know, or whatever. You know, we need to address the thing at the border. Blah blah blah. Thank you very much, and that'd be the end of it. You know, it'd be a five minute thing. You know. This guy went on for like 50 minutes. And they said it was basically like like one of his campaign speeches. Like it was so ridiculous. This is So anyway, is this the equivalent of like a racist guy saying, "I'm not racist, but" I don't he's even like, think it's I, that. He's like other people have done this too, so, you know, right. I'm he not doing something really bad. But I'm still gonna do this shitty thing. He's like, he's like, they sign it. He's like, president sign these all the time. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Who cares? Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, saying like, it's no big deal, bro. I'm just signing a national emergency thing. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So the the main thing is he signed this national emergency thing, and immediately at least a couple different parties have sued him, sued the White House, however it works, sued the government, whatever you want to call it, 
And so they're going to challenge him in court. By the way, is that this. ever effective? Because I can't imagine those court cases lasting less than a year. And by then, like, this will all be done. Oh, no, they they usually impose a, you know, while while everything's being decided, they're like, stop, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not supposed to continue doing what they're doing, you know, so. Oh, so by by initiating this lawsuit, does that halt the diversion of funds? It doesn't unless the judge says it does. But I mean, the judge could be like, all right, while we're while we're working on this, stop. You know? Got you. Okay. It's like freezing so, someone's account. While yeah. They're yeah, they can do an injunction. Charges or you know, they can do an injunction or whatever it says. You need to stop what you're doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. So okay. I don't know. Has any of that happened yet? I don't know. Probably not because it's fucking Friday afternoon. Right. So, you know, this is the weekend and Monday's a holiday and blah, blah, blah. So, you know. But anyway, so what do you guys think of the? You think this is horseshit, right? Just let's just. What, the whole just, national emergency thing? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, the crisis at the border, quote unquote. Yeah, there's no crisis at the border. I mean, putting some funds towards, um, you know, repairs and improvements and more staffing down there, sure. But do we need, like, a 2,000-mile wall or whatever was originally, uh, you know, quoted or talked about? Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. We you know like that arrest down on TSA, send those extra employees down to the border. The arrest? If you want to. At the border, have are like almost zero at a fifty or ten or something? No, no, it's like at a not. No, that's of terrorists, which is zero. Oh, okay, but or just arrests of you know of people trying to cross the border illegally. Like it's okay. It's a fair number. It's not like five. You know, it's like hundred a hundred thousand or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they're managing it, and it's like at like a fifty-year low. Yeah, I mean, so, they should divert some money to caseworkers to get people you know, adequately processed and brought in and help them help people apply for citizenship if they need it, all that kind of stuff. That's what AOC said. Exactly that. She was like, instead of sending 2000 troops down there, send 2000 caseworkers to process those people. And then we wouldn't have a problem. Like just process them. Like, you know, the whole system's, it's kind of crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like rapists and this and that and gangs and all this crap. Yeah, he's like just blanket racism. He's like blanketing all these people. They're all horrible. They're all evil. You know, like how can you be so ch- like 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 these motherfuckers are from here. Like this fucking Cheeto looking motherfucker is from here. You fucking hillbilly, you're not from fucking here. You Polish what's it what's his real name? Trumpft? Drumpft. Drumpft. Ugh. Sounds like a yeah, I was going back a few generations. Of brittle. <laughs> but this, to me, this I'll is have like a trumpet of peanut brittle, please. This is like you you make such a like a bad decision, and instead of owning up, saying it's wrong, and and trying to like fix things, you just double down because you think Stick that your guns, yeah, because you like you have such a huge uh, ego that like you can't be wrong. You just gotta carry it through. And then yeah, once you're out of office, it's someone else's problem. Yeah, I think he's desperately hoping. I think he knows he's wrong. I think he's desperately hoping that he can get to some middle ground place where they'll let him get some wall where he can declare a victory. Like, this, this is the second time they declared a victory over ISIS in, in Syria. Yeah. You know? It's, it's bullshit. You know, everyone, And everyone in the military knows it's bullshit. 
you know. But yeah, I think he wants to cl- declare some kind of some kind of show victory and say we got our wall built for 2020, and then he's gonna be like, oh, now he's on to the next thing. I guarantee you, within six months, once the project's going with whatever he gets, he'll be like, we got what we wanted. Now we're on to whatever, you know. Yep. Ridiculous, man. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they're from they're from they're from Bavaria, by the way. Yeah, we need to be more proactive. German. And get the fuck out of here. Okay, like we really need to step our ga- our get out of here game up. Oh, oh, you mean like abandon? Yeah, because this whole place is so broken. Flee, flee the sinking like, ship, or I should think, we should well, we try to keep bailing water out of it? No, no. Fix the fix the holes. I think I think what has to happen here is one of two things, and I thought about this right. A president with good ideas, but then James, how do you, you? You should run. Hold on. How do you fix Congress? A president goes there with good ideas. If he could even get to in a, into office, which is super hard, but if he could get into office, how does he then not get hit with all the stuff Obama got hit with? And Obama, Obama is not a president with good ideas. He was a president with okay ideas. Okay, if you're a president with good ideas, it's going to be radical. And you're going to get stopped at every fucking turn. Obama got stopped at every fucking turn. Okay? So, you can't replace the president. Replacing one congressman isn't going to help. Okay? Unless they're an influential, powerful motherfucker. And that's going to take like 10 or 20 years. And by then, they would have been ruined. Okay? Revolution ain't going to help. That's going to throw us into fucking upheaval for the next 100 years. And probably maybe make a bunch of splitter, splinter states. Maybe we need a new theocracy. <laughs> like no, in the Bobaverse. The, the, the last option is to <laughs> fucking... The last option is to just like pick up and go. Pick up sticks and leave. You know? Where should we go? Go to Belize. So go here's the strategy. Here's the stratagem. Here's the stratagem. You ready? Uh, oh, God. You ready? He just said stratagem, not yeah. even strategy. Stratagem. That's, no, stratagem's a word. I know it's a word. So here it is. Here, here's, here's the strat. As they say in gamer speak, here's the strat. Okay. It's first a, things first. The musicians we say it too. S- we start. We start Stratocast. We start with the hot drop. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> yeah. First thing. Go first. in guns blazing. Go into let's, that school. Let's go. Pull out your rifle. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Wait. Wait. That, he, he's talking about video game stuff. Not going to an actual school. He's talking about dropping into school. Airport. On the map. No. First things first. You build a group of people with like-minded people. Second of all, you ta- everyone has to pay a tax. All the people in the group have to pay a tax. You need hundreds of thousands. Tax that ass. Okay? You need a lot of people. Okay? Tons and tons. Preferably some rich people, like Scientologist money. So you've got to get rich people involved. Then you take that money, and the goal is to go to a country like Belize, Nicaragua, Bolivia, some some small third world hellhole with a corrupt government, maybe somewhere in Africa. American Samoa. Amer- no, well, America, Samoa, but there, that's part of America. I mean, it's got to be a place that's a third world government, a shithole by itself. Then you go there and you have a mass migration into that country and you systematically over the next 10 years buy it the fuck out. Okay? To the point where you take, you can fully take over the government. Okay? Where you have, like, in 20 years, you have some American leadership and, or like post American leadership and the expats are over there taking over. Like you have, that's what you have to do. You got to buy out the government. So you want to pull a small scale China. Huh? 
you want to like recreate a small scale American version of China in Af- as they go into Africa. But yeah, else. that's 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 the strat. That's what you do. Okay, you totally take over and you bring beautiful things over there. You bring the third, you bring the third world, the first world, and that's what you do. You bring that American wisdom that we got here, and you build a better country over there under a nice libertarian government, and you get people thinking, "Hey, do right by others." It's a meritocracy. You do well, you're good. You know, you you help everybody else. You do the right thing. You'll be rewarded. You know, capitalism is fine, but it's just not a good not a good long term plan. It because it breeds these corporate juggernauts like we have here. It can't work. It just can't work. It's like communism. It just can't work on a big scale. It's not good. Unchecked. There has to be lots of lots of checks and balances involved, and we just don't have it. You know, so like that that system's so broken. That's the only way you can get out. That's the only way we could like go and like build something great and and be great, like truly be great again, you know. But America is not going to be great again. I'm sorry. I love this country more than life itself. I would do anything for this country. It's not going to be great again until they do everything except stay. I mean, stay for what? To be to suffer? Well, Trump fucking turns us into like turns everybody against everybody and people like racism is running rampant and all these fucking other softies are like, Oh yeah, well you hurt my feelings. So now I'm going to sue you or now I'm going to go to the court of opinion and make you a monster or whatever, you know? And like, Oh fucking, uh, people are like, you know, people can't get out of the hood. They can't like, dude, there's a video that I, I hadn't seen it before with Meek Mill. Okay. Meek Mill's a rapper. I think he's famous for like getting dissed by somebody, but he's an okay rapper. And in December, I'll find the video and post it in here. In December, he gets interviewed by CNN. Apparently, he wrote an op-ed in the Post or the Times about institutional about about like black men getting relocked up in jail. And the whole gist of it was he popped a wheelie in New York. The cops saw him, pulled him over ran his license and they're like oh you have they're like you are have a third strike thing going on uh not a third strike but you have like you know two strikes so we're gonna arrest you so they arrested him for popping a wheelie and threw him back in jail based on that okay and he was like what the hell so he's in jail for like two months finally his lawyers and he goes to the court of opinion and he gets out okay and it turns out that a lot of men who go back to jail, a lot of black men who go back to jail on these things are going back to jail on technicalities, not repeat offending. Recidivism is because of technicalities. It's like, oh, you were too, you were an hour late to your fucking thing, your parole hearing, you're going back to jail or whatever the case may be. It's yeah. stuff like that. A large majority of them go back for that kind of stuff. And so he's talking to the guy in CNN. It's the guy in CNN saying, look, let me play devil's advocate. He's like, you... He's like, people could say, oh, you had a gun when this whole happened. Oh, your first time you were in jail was when you were a kid. You know, you were locked up. Um, you were locked up when you were a kid. They're, the people would look at this and say, this guy's been a bad egg his whole life. And Meek Mill was like, you know, the first time I went to jail, you want to know why? When I was a kid, I got suspended from high school for doing something stupid. And I was too scared to tell my mom I was suspended. So instead, I went to school. And when I went to school, I was arrested. He's like, that's why I went to jail my first time. That's the first time I was ever in the system. And it's haunting me to this day. He's like, and he, they're like, what about the gun charge? He's like, if you lived in a place where people got shot and killed every day, one person a day, seven days a week, someone's getting killed in your neighborhood. He's like, you, what would you, you wouldn't carry a gun? And the guy's seen and guy's like, yeah, I guess I would. 
you know? And I was like, okay, there you go. Shut the fuck up, you know? So, and look, I can't relate to that. I grew up in the suburbs in a rich county, you know? But at the same time, we live in a place where that's just happening. And, you know, while LGBT people are screaming about their fucking gender, black guys are going to jail like it's going out of fucking style and cops are shooting us like they don't have, like, like, like it's the time of the fucking day. You know, because they're institutionally terrified of the big black man who's going to rape white women or do whatever the fuck. Just like these Spanish guys come over there and like, they're rapists, they're bringing drugs. You know, it's the same shit. And it's 2019. So, I don't understand, like, I get, I get it, like, stay, do the right thing, help the country. But it's just broken. It's not going to be fixed in my lifetime. I don't even know how to fix it. You know, people have been trying to fix it for years. You can't fix it within this system. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> Look at, a person like Trump could be president in this country. It's a, a meme became president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It just, it, it's crazy, man. How can this, you can't, how can a system like this get fixed? You got fucking Mitch McConnell who fucking knows better. He's like, the president will be doing a state of emergency. I'm like, yo, dude, you know this whole thing is bullshit. All the Republicans know it's fake. They know there's no fucking problem at the thing, but they're supporting it for some reason. Not a lot of them are not, but. No, but still. Yeah, they're not supporting the, the, this thing. But you know the only reason they're not supporting it? Because they know at some point, the next school shooting and the Democrats in office, the pre- school president will be like, I'm signing an executive emergency action to pull all guns off the street or some shit like that because Trump is setting a precedent. That's the only reason they care. Okay? That's the only reason they care because they'll, they'll be used against him in the future. Not because it sets a bad precedent of overreach of presidents. Not because the thing is – because they Well, that's why. Sh- well, that's why. Yeah, that's why. No, but they could have nipped this shit in the bud six months ago. Okay, they could have nipped it in the bud when he be right when he became president. They could have nipped it in the bud when he was running by just being like the wall is bullshit. But he set the tone, and they all chased him. You know, and I can't think of any any game in the world or any strategy in the world that involves. If, chasing. if it was, if the wall was so important, why didn't they pass it when they controlled the House and the Senate? Yeah, the wall's bullshit. The walls—it's a myth. It's a red. All hearing. of a sudden, it's oh. Oh, we need to pass our appropriations yeah. bill for this year. Let's hold everyone hostage. Yeah, it's it, it's it's fake. It's bullshit. It's vaporware. <laughs> you know, Not it's a, like it's, Star Citizen. No. Shut up. It's it's a damn hoax. You know, okay. and it, and fake news, so, everyone. How fake about news? How about this? Eliminate lobbying money. That's num- step number one. So that way, in theory, members of Congress will have more time to interact with their public to hear what they have to worry about. Step two, Congress, and so anyone can run for president as long as they meet, we'll, we'll just say the requirements are still current, but Congress elects the president. There's no public vote. There is... A, a, a public vote for who gets into Congress. And we'll say they have at the end of the, at the end of the first term, um, maybe there'd be like a weighted vote system. So, you know, if the, the general public can, can vote for the same congressperson, but also taken into account the other members of Congress vote for who they want to stay and who they want to leave. 
the members of Congress are responsible for properly assembling, um, we'll say quarterly, uh, quarterly law updates and, and updates like that. So we would need to have a, I'll use the term a think tank, which is probably already kind of a thing. Like, doesn't the president have like science advisors and stuff like that, but that should be its own group to present like coherent arguments to Congress to then be like distilled down and released on a quarterly basis. And all of those topics should be voted on by the general public. But, like, this is a good idea. We want this to move forward. Because though we need we need to vote more often on smaller things, not just who's in Congress and who's president and then let them take care of everything. Cause that's yeah. a dumb, corrupt, you know, bought system. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of things that need to go away. Jerry, man, I mean, um, uh, James and I both read a, a series of books that kind of talks about that. And, uh, I mean, in that, in that book, they, they end up going with a technological kind of solution where, you know, everyone, Almost everyone is plugged into this new system. And when I say plugged in, I mean, they have accounts on this system. Mm -hmm. Um, and they can, they can vote, you know, kind of instant, instantaneously on things, you know, and stuff. It'd be like if everything was done through your phone or something, you know, it's like, right. Like that's how you're like today. It's like, okay, we're considering this, 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 and this, you know, and you could be like, yep, no, yep, 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 you know. So. I would I would love like, something like that. The That'd presidency be awesome. should not be a popularity contest. It should be who it who can be effective in the job and you need to choose people who can choose the most effective person. Yeah, but the, the you know what they've they've proven I don't want to say they've proven, but I think Facebook has shown us that massively asking the populace to give their opinion on everything is a uh not going to work. Mm-hmm. Just because um you'll have a situation like we had in like, isn't that in that TV show? Um, Orville, no Orville where everyone votes on everything all the time. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I think maybe to some degree, if that system was managed very closely, you know, but I think the thing is so much of it depends on a system having so many checks and balances, you know, like layers upon layers of like the people who put the things up to be voted on, they need to be – someone has to watch them to make sure nothing ridiculous happens. Something mm-hmm. has to watch them to make sure that, oh, uh, some corporation doesn't get their thing on the ballot. You know, Someone has to watch the corporations to make sure they're not like, hey, I know I can't directly give you money by lobbying anymore, but I'll bring some jobs to your state. You know, I mean there's so many like workarounds. Like whatever you plan you think up, someone's going to try to exploit it. You know? True. And I'm not saying a new government would be unex- inexploitable, but dude, it'd, be ha- it'd have like 100 years of a golden age – you know, we took everything we learned from this this attempted this ex- democracy experiment and then built upon it, you know, and and, you know, kept it small and in a small country. It could be really successful, really powerful stuff could happen there, man. You know, strip away some of those laws that block a lot of things from happening. Cloning fucking, you know, whatever craziness, oh. nuclear reactors everywhere like you, you go ham, man. <laughs> so that thank you for reminding me 
unintentionally. I wrote myself some notes a couple of weeks ago. I totally forgot about them. He's Wouldn't really it be excited in- about cloning? No, well, yes. Wouldn't it be interesting to expedite human trials via clones? Yeah, but they're people. There's someone be, it'd be like a baby. People are upset about that. Unless you could grow them out of brain, and people be like, "Oh my god!" But what if they had a brain? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get. What, what you're if you could volunteer? Like, what? please clone me, and use my cloned body to research these like obesity medications. What about the clones' or... rights? No, they don't have any. How, how do you know? You that? have rights. They're a person. This is the island. No, no, no. Just fucking harvest them. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This sounds familiar, Evan. Okay, Doctor Monroe. <laughs> All right. No, Monroe. just the island. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, the yeah. island of Dr. Moreau, but just the island. Um look, just put you and McGregor in charge of this and let's get it settled, okay? <laughs> Whatever, the guy'd be off on his motorcycle all the time, never get anything done. <laughs> uh, I have the high ground. <laughs> yeah. You underestimate my power. Yeah. <laughs> um We gotta come up with a solution to this like human trial testing thing. Because that's the only way things get moved forward. Rats and rats and mice and rabbits and chimpanzees and in vitro stuff and all. I mean, the real that's key all is great, Mars. But that's the real key is Mars and starting a Martian empire. You know, like go to Mars with 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 Musk, and then kill him and take over. <laughs> you know, and then then become the no first one can Martian hear you emperor. scream in space. Yeah, become the first Martian <laughs> empire emperor, James James. Cornelius II or some shit like that. The yeah, first you'd go there, kill Elon Musk if you could manage to get by his bodyguards and be like, "Okay, assemble my warship," and be like, "We're on Mars, dude. There's no water here. What warship?" And you're like, "Fuck." Uh, like getting the mines. Like don't getting that ore up. Or don't drag don't this back to reality. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's like, there's there's no the only the only choice is like, take over a place that already exists that has a shitty corrupt government, or start over another planet. You know, the shitty corrupt government is the way to go though. Like go to, um, Liberia, or, you know, as long as you could survive, as long as you could survive the rebels, and whatever else is there, and like any like Muslim sh- shenanigans going on there. If you could survive long enough, like past like the ten year mark, you'd be good to go. You'd be good to go. You could really take over there. You could do big things there. Build they build your own army. Bring in like retired special forces guys to train them. You know, build. You know, you build like that whole like. <laughs> None of this is feasible. It's totally feasible. Hundred percent. It, uh, if it's feasible, it would not include any of us. No, we're not. No, not at all. We're we're bunglers. We don't need money. But you know, Ed, <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah. not feeling enough selfishness in this idea, James. I mean, it's not for selfishness. It's for building building a proper democracy, one that's not going to be broken, and one that could advance human human uh, advance the world. I was going to say one that could advance human suffering. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a series of really. Good dictators. No, isn't a well-run dictatorship better than any democracy? It is, but dictators, dictators have the propensity to abuse. Yeah, all the for everyone. So we need good people. 
to for dictate. every decent one, there'll be one abuser. You know, or two abusers. Well, so we kill them and then install our own dictator. So what you do, like okay, we did in Venezuela. Here's what you do. You have in a dictator. Cuba. You have a dictator. Okay. Nobody proved that. By the way. We could go to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> you have a dictator. No, Cuba's, Cuba's, you know, too. They have Marines there. It's not good. Um, Cuba's free now. Wait a second. No, they have Marines. They still have the Marine Quantico there. Oh, those um, Marines. I thought you meant like the Cuban Marines. <laughs> I mean, they probably have that too, but anyway, but no, you, um, Cuban okay, berets. What is that? Dictatorships. Oh yeah. So what you do is you have a dictator, a, a good dictator. And then alongside of him, you have like a Congress, but the Congress or the parliament actually has their own private military force. And they and the, the the dictator doesn't have access to a military force, so the so the Congress's job is to they can like get rid of the dictator if they need to. There's not so much of a dictator, a is he? Vote. Well, no, he's he's a dictator. He has final. He can say or do whatever he wants, but those people, yeah, until have, they until they say he can't. Yeah, exactly. That's so, the case with all dictators, though. I mean, well, I trust. I your trust, power is based on loyalty. I trust. I trust. Um. Like a hundred people voting to have some dissenting voices and to make a logical decision more than I trust one guy to not overstep. You're asking you a know? lot. I know, but still. Have you met our Congress? Yeah, I know. They're all fucking horrible. And I think they, you know, the sad thing is, I think they know Americans think they're horrible and they're just like, I don't care. You know, they know Americans think they're corrupt and they don't, I don't care. They know our government is like slow and like behind. They don't care. They don't care. It's always somebody else's problem. They're like, I'm just going to do this until I'm done. It's all their career. It's like career, career. That's the problem. Like, Americans are too selfish. Career, 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 career. Nobody's thinking about the acceleration of the American way of life, you know? Or making America the best. You know, that's like a dead concept here. Now it's just like capitalism has taken over, and now that's our fucking god now. We do need to initiate some sort of national service. Should Congress be composed comprised of those people? Maybe. In general, I would say that you want competent people who are familiar with lawmaking, which the average American is probably not. Uh, but maybe they could learn. Have some tutors in there. I mean, not lawyers. No more lawyers. Done with lawyers. That's what Trump got. There should office. be a panel of lawyers, maybe to to phrase things in legal in legal speak, but also well, there, in common language. Yeah, I mean, there should be a lawyer. There should be a group of lawyers. And there should be a group of IT guys. So you want to know know how Facebook has fucked up and have it broken down to you? You go to this team. You want to know how to word this law in a legal way and make sure it's not against any other laws? Go to the team of lawyers. You know, you go to this board of lawyers who work for Congress, and then Congress is truly comprised of carpenters, stonemasons. Common sense people from all around the country, black people, white people, Spanish people, Indian people, fucking whatever. It's just comprised of everybody, you know, and they just come in there like once a month or once every three months and they pass a bunch of laws for a week. Then they go back to their 7-Elevens and their whatevers and they do their thing wherever they work and they, you know, they, they live among the people. Mm -hmm. You know, they're connected instead of like being on their, on their high ivory tower. Oh. Yeah, you know Mitch McConnell hiding in like several different offices around the fucking, fucking around D.C. You know, fucking bag of shit. 
don't know. This is we should spend some time world mm. building. We've definitely talked about this before. Yeah. And now sports. No, um, no. <laughs> I do think uh, on a selfish level, there's a YouTube channel I watch called SV Delos and Sailing Vessel Delos. I don't know if I've sent you guys links before, but this guy bought a boat, and for the last ten years, he's he's savvy. He used to be a, a programmer, but he's he can also do mechanical stuff. He, his brother, his girlfriend, and you know various guests and and patrons. Um, they just basically sail around the world. Like, yeah, we're gonna be in uh, in Trinidad for a couple months, hanging out, make some videos, and then we'll go scuba diving, and then we'll sail on to uh, Cancun or something, just, you know, wherever. And they live like within the system, but outside the system, which is something I was talking about. You know, that's that's what we need to balance. Uh, I was talking about it before the show, I think. See, Evan, I, you know, how many times I've been like, I, I was just saying this to someone the other day, like. You know, like someone's like, oh, I love being outside, being in nature, and blah, 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 all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I like all that stuff in as a concept. Right. But reality. It's like I like been, having it available, but forcing it upon me, I'm going to fight you. Yeah, I don't actually like going into the woods or, you know, doing stuff outside. or You, you know. like doing that, but being able, with the thought in your head that you're going to be not doing it pretty soon. You're gonna be home soon. I guess, and maybe, maybe it's just the bugs. Is we could just kill every bug, then I'd be happy. You know, Don't worry, but, that's another problem, man. If the insects on this planet die, then we die. Yeah, you know, there's a knowledge. big, there was a die, a die off of a certain kind of uh, something. I forgot what it was. A certain bug. I read. I saw Good. a video about it. Good. I mean, it, yeah, but he's Evans, 100 percent right. If the bugs die, we die. They I are dead. They are necessary. <laughs> He really doesn't care. You hear that? Totally like those annoying fucks. He actually doesn't all. care. There's no joke there. He's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'll just <laughs> be a cannibal. Fuck him. He's like, as I'm breathing my last toxic breaths, I'll enjoy it naked outside. That's right. <laughs> Without getting stung. Fuck that. It's like, I saw as, a meme. <laughs> your final breath, you'll just reach your single middle finger towards the sky and fuck <laughs> you bugs. And then you'll, your last blink, you'll see a mosquito land on your finger and you'll be like, Fuck, but then you'll know that secretly the world will survive. And then you die. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I'll probably be pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> die, you die in anger. Yeah, die. It's like you died pissed. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I saw that in a movie once with, uh, uh, what's the, is it, is it Meryl Streep? I forget who it was. But, uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, so the takeaway from that whole thing, fuck bugs. Anyway, um, <laughs> just send all the bugs to Congress. Right. Oh, They're already there. Oh, <laughs> get Jamie on the case. He can. Uh, he probably whip something up. Yeah, hey, but, he's our bug oh, guy. <laughs> wears Levi's with good pockets. Yeah, <laughs> this guy has po- crickets coming out of his pockets. You know. So, is there a story I don't know about? You there must be. Story? Okay. You haven't heard that story? Okay. I guess not. We'll have to tell them another <laughs> okay. time then. Okay. Yeah, story. All right. So moving on to some uh, some stranger danger. Yeah. So dozens of sites have been um their records are being put up for sale on the on the web on the dark web. Um. 
So they have a whole list of the domains or websites that are uh, affected. The only one that I see that I might have an account with, and I don't even know if I do, is MyFitnessPal. Um, I everything may... everything else here, I don't think I do. I may have had that like ten years ago. I think five hundred picks. I have a, I have a, an account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, maybe. Is have you been pwned on this or no? They have the records or. Oh, I don't know. I don't think. Uh... Hot look is very familiar. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, it's familiar to me too. Oh well, if I did have an account, it's one I, I'm not worried about. Yeah, I don't have an account on 500 picks. Oh shit, James! What? Scrolling down further, Roll20.net, four million accounts compromised. What? What's Roll20.net? That's, That's the D and D site they uh, use. Oh ho ho! You now? That sounds familiar. YouTube alternative, site? I think. Oh, maybe it is porn site. I don't know. I thought it was like a YouTube uh, alternative. That's Vimeo. No, I don't know. <laughs> you know, live stream video chat. Oh. Hmm. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, uh, all you listeners out there, check the link in our show notes and see if you might be affected. Moving on to some entertainment. I have an article here. Flashback to uh, post-World War II Russia. Again. Well, sort of again. Um, They're all about censorship and everything, which is still pretty commonplace. They wanted to instill good morals among their youth and everything, which included, you know, no jazz and no rock music or anything like that. But as with any restrictive country, there's always a healthy black market. So some really creative people used x-rays to sort of etch recordings into, like LPs, like records. And they would play on record players. Not the greatest quality, uh, of course, as you can imagine. They were often hand-cut, so some of the edges were a bit ragged. Um, But they made this work. And... I, I think it was this term was coined by uh, the person whose article was uh, an interview of Stephen Coates, but he calls it bone music, which I thought was hilarious. We've heard, I've heard about this before. Have you? I or, This is new to me, at least yeah, as I've far as I know. This. Yeah. I thought we talked about this. It says makeshift LPs etched into used x-rays. Yeah. Huh. Much easier to smuggle, like, an x-ray in a folder and then cut it out to size, basically, than, you know, a record. Anyways, there's a sample of some of the, of one of the recordings uh, that he was able to pick up at a flea market down sort of midway through the article. Not great, but honestly, for a makeshift record carved into an x-ray, pretty good. In St. Petersburg? Yes. Yeah. Mother Russia, once again. Only St. Petersburg I know is in Florida. You're a very limited and small man. 
<laughs> God damn. That's like shots. Yeah, he's like going right for the He's right going the, right right for the sonicock, you know? <laughs> right, those exactly. very, very well blooded low hanging balls. <laughs> Jeez. Alright. Oh boy. All right. Shit. Fair enough, James. You got me. I want some of these. I really got I think it'd be a cool collectible. Can we get one somewhere? Probably. I mean, I didn't look on eBay. I, I don't think this guy peddles his wares. Look on ZK. Um, true. Is it ZK? Is it called ZK? I think it's v- VK. VK. VK, yeah. Look on VK. Voight Kump. No, or, you know, it's worth a plane ticket to St. Petersburg. We, I mean, we were just talking about international travel. Yeah, I would like to go to Russia. Six. Yeah, I'd go just to like fucking have a nice some vodka there and yell divide at somebody. Yep. It's like, yeah, here's, sir, here's one. Here's one for thirty dollars. On oh, VK or eBay? No, sorry, it's a book. Oh, okay. It's the book, I guess. Yeah. I don't mind hanging book, up one. The, the book on one. eBay. Yeah. So I will let this little nugget go. This unrelated nugget. Sure. Um. I discovered through people in my Discord that the best place to buy the old used cool things is on Goodwill.com. And I was on there looking through their records, and I found I bid on it, but I didn't get it. But it was a pack of all the James Bond soundtrack records, and it was like $2. And I think think the bid went to like $17, and I was like, oh, I'm out. It's more money I want to spend on this. But... There's all kinds of cool, weird, random shit. Like I, oh, I collect oh, cameras. Oh, it's, it's a bidding system. Yeah, it's it's like eBay. But uh, what, did, what did you just say? I I collect cameras. Oh, well, you said I collect hammers. No, I collect cameras. <laughs> so it's like whoa. My, my collection was mostly stolen when I lived in what's it call it. But I looked on their site and I was like, oh man, I could really start having a bad habit here again. Yeah, they have so much old, so much old shit like that. That's just like basically like neglected because nobody wants a 1972 Kodak, whatever, Instamatic or something like that. Didn't I give you one? I don't think so. I gave you some old camera. You did, but not an Instamatic, not nothing like that. Well, no, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, there's a lot of good stuff up there. So good, Goodwill.com. Yeah. So I went there and it redirected me to goodwill.org just to show me the retail stores and donation sites. Yeah, so you have to go and look for online sales. It's kind of hard to find the site, but it's up there. Okay. Just dig through there. You'll find it. Cool. Thank you for that tip. There's actually a couple of Goodwills near me. I've been meaning to go back to one. I've taken some boxes of old clothes to donate, but I need to go and see if they have a dresser. Because my dresser right now is two of those three-drawer plastic, like, $10 things from Target or Walmart or whatever. And they're stacked on top of each other. And, I mean, it works, but it's not pretty. And I'm always worried it's going to fall over. Hmm. So, if I can get a, an actual dresser for, like, 20 bucks, you know, that'd be great. Shopgoodwill.com. There we go. Perfect. I'm assuming this is the correct site. Probably. Sounds legit. <laughs> yeah, so does freecreditreport.com. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, who's got the next article here? I believe that's me. Is so this Star I, Trek related? It is. <sighs> so, I found this, I guess it's called a subreddit uh-huh. on oh, Reddit. Boy. 
called the D- called Daystrom Institute. Yes, and I it's saw all that. Star Trek. And I read Days from Institute. I was like, "What is this?" That's what I, that's what I read because I'm an idiot. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and so yeah, I just came across this on Reddit not too long ago, and I was like, "Oh, this is all Star Trek shit." Like people talking about like in Darmok and Jalad, blah blah blah. You know, like <laughs> yes, like all shit like that. You know, and like and like here they're talking about one of the conditions of peace with the Klingons was the abolition of Section Thirty One. You know, and like blah 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 and. At the event at the end of DS9, did we see this or is something else going on? And, you know, does the universal translator only translate metaphors for some species and not others? You know, like they talk about everything on here. I'm like, this is great. Mike. Okay. (laughs) Question for both of you, actually. Did you see Star Trek Discovery season two, episode four? Not the most recent one, but the one before that. I've seen them all. Okay. Did you like the scene? Where the universal translator fucked up and everyone was speaking different languages. Actually, it's very telling. It's a I super thought, interesting scene. It is. It's very and, telling as to how it works. So now you see that, you're like, oh shit, are they chipped? To me, I was like, is? is Captain Pike French? Like, is his native language French? Because he was speaking French. Or maybe, and Burnham was speaking Italian, I think. Or maybe so Spanish. I, I think, I think what it is is. I think that it was hmm. randomly like get like I I viewed it like this. They're all chipped. Yeah. They're all nodes on this universal translator network. And it was a randomly assigning nodes languages. You know? Okay. So nobody could speak to each other. Gotcha. So but that's what I think was happening. They don't they don't allude to it. And what you said is a point I never thought about. And now I'm like open my whole mind up to the possibility that maybe that's what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. But I mean I, it dude, it's very, very interesting. Very interesting. You know, that's the kind of shit I want to see from Star Trek. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, my God, I finally get to see some of the under the hood in the gut shit. How does this shit work? You know? And, I mean, I don't need to know how it works, but that that's like a little pick. You know what I mean? It's a little Yeah, just like a, a twist on it. Give you yeah, it's a little taste of new perspective. Now, yeah. now I definitely need to get caught up. Yeah, you do. Um, So, yeah, I always wondered that. And, like, you know, how many languages are spoken here on Earth? Mm-hmm. Thousands, right? Sure. The Romulans all speak one Romulan. Right. The Klingons all speak one Klingon. With different I mean, dialects and everything. I mean, yeah, we don't know, right? I you mean, know? I would imagine. They don't have their own version of French and this and that and Japanese and, you know, like. I imagine like, uh, a true solar so... empire would only speak one language. And I imagine humanity will speak one language in the future. We'll probably have, like, Earth standard and that'll be Well, it. there is. I think they said something like. I don't know if it was called Federation English, but there was something English. Like anyone who mm. speaks blank English can use this system. Yeah. James. I don't think I didn't like that part about it. I don't think that I don't believe that we would I figure because it's an American show, they're gonna put the word English in there. Right. But I don't think in reality, I think the books that me and Michael have read have it right, it's gonna be standard. It'll be called something standard or universal or something like that, you know, like Federation Universal, Federation Standard, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It won't be English. It'll be well, like some weird dialect that we would not understand now. Captain Pike does say he does use the phrase Federation Standard in the second episode when they go to that like the colony of kidnapped people. That's right, yeah. You're and right. and there's like that beacon going off. He's like, They're yeah. speaking Federation standards. They must have come from somewhere. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. James, last night I mentioned to you the book three thousand one. Yeah. You know, which is related to 2001 and 2010. Yeah. Um, 
in that, so the book is set in the year 3001, and they don't speak English. So the whole world speaks one language. They speak Anglish. That's what it's called. And it's similar to English, but, you know, obviously there's some differences in the thousand years that have transpired and, you know, new words, old words, you know, don't exist anymore. And it's like a little bit of a different accent. Um, so, but of course, I don't know, the, the author, of course, made it English and not everyone speaking Italian. You know, I don't know, you know, <laughs> whatever. But I don't know. What do you think? We're all going to speak in Chinese someday? Or? No. Ni hao ma? Some weird variation. What do they speak in Blade Runner? Uh, it's English mixed with Japanese mixed with, is it mixed with something else? Is it mixed with Arabic or something? That's, that seems logical. I, I mean, English I, I is I already forget. like a bunch of different languages put together. I have a feeling that, you know, Japanese is fairly pure. <laughs> so, uh, and maybe Arabic too. Pure? So, yeah. When you say pure, what, what do you mean exactly, Evan? Like ancient and very old. Okay, old, sure. Um, there's definitely though a lot of, I don't know, pure. There's uh, especially in Japanese. There's a lot of, I'll call them loan words. Okay. Um, because you know they don't have a word for something. So, like you know, a ball is baru. You know, it's just a ball. Okay. But you okay, know, shit enough. like that. You know, because they were so. they've been introduced to our language, which is also in turn you know, a result of thievery from other languages. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Our language is definitely a mishmash of... It's cyclical. Of, uh, you know, what it, where it's, supposedly it's a Germanic language, but we have a lot of Latin stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, French love, stuff, you know. And Arabic. Yeah, I love yeah. the... I think it's somewhere just invented. I love, I love the meme that's like, it shows banana... Or pineapple said in like eight different languages. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, it's like, it's like banana. ananas, ananas, ananas. And then at the end, it's like English, pineapple. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Mm hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's like, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> it's all connected, Mike. It's so, uh, once again, it's the Mobius strip of language. In, in French, so, okay, in English, we have apples. In French, it's a pomme, right? Like P-O-M-M-E. Uh-huh. And in English, we have potatoes. Yeah. In French, they're pomme de terre. Yeah. Which is a apple of the earth or an apple of the ground, you know, the dirt. Yeah. How do you think uh, – maybe we should uh, use Klingon as an example. I was going to ask, how do you think a brand-new language would develop in modern day – or with modern day uh, technology, or maybe Esperanto is good because all of those, like what you said, the palm and palm de terre and everything, is a very simplistic way of expressing an idea. Mm-hmm. We're just like, oh, we have this now. Well, it's kind of like that. We're just be like, oh, it's from the ground. What's this yeah. ground well, apple? That, what do you what do you think pine, pineapple is? You know? Well, no, yeah. I think in pine nut, <laughs> pine nut, and then like a pine cone. And if you look right. at a pine cone as your point of reference, and then you look at a pineapple, you'd be like, okay, I get it. It's a fruit, but it also looks like a pine cone. Like, I totally get where they're coming from with that. It's very, like, 
it's very clearly like done by like sight and not like whatever, not like this is what it's called here. And we're using that as a point of reference, you know, right. which is weird because like a lot of, a lot of this stuff is just kind of straight thievery. So it's kind of surprising that that went rogue, went so awry, but went rogue sure with that one. pirate or something was like, Oh, pineapple. Cause it looks like a pine cone to him, but you can eat it. Or something. Yeah. Evan, um, Esperanto is, uh, yeah, you're right. That's a, you know, obviously an artificial language, a invented language, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it is very much, um, it borrows influenced. from all over the place. I mean, it's, yeah, it's very influenced by Latin or Latin based mm-hmm. languages. So if you speak any other Latin based language, like Spanish, French, you know, whatever, 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 it's going to be probably pretty easy for you to learn Esperanto. Right. Which I think is probably one of the goals of that language. Yes. You know? Um, but for someone who speaks only, maybe only English or even harder, a language like just Arabic, you know, Chinese, Korean, whatever, you know, like that, a language that's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, or Mongolian? That's fucking weird. <laughs> I found out Armenia has its own language. Didn't know that. I was like, I mean, I guess all these tiny ass countries have their own language. Like Latvia has its own language. Why? You know, I mean, how many people live there? A million? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you know, the same with Armenia. Although Armenia, like they're basically the alphabet's based on the Greek alphabet for them. So it's the same letters. They just have a modified, you know, number of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. What does Greek. that say though? But, about but like- it's so weird. It's so fucking weird. I'm like. Why is there like this little group of people and they all speak this language? You know, like but what is what does that say about Latvia? Does it say that the Latvian co- people of Latvia are very old, that they have their own language and their language is not built of a bunch of other languages, or does it say that because their language is built of a bunch of other languages, they migrated from these certain places? Like it has something to teach us. Oh, I mean, all these languages are, except with very few exceptions, are all based on other languages. You know. Like they all have roots in other things. So, yeah, so but does sense. it mean I no mean, one from Latvia left, or they don't let other people in? Is that what you're saying, James? Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying that to build your own language from scratch in an age where there's no internet and no like mail service, it makes sense that you'd have a language. It makes sense that there's like the Basque community that has its own language. It totally makes sense to me. I totally, I get why. I don't get why Michael is so aggrieved by the concept. It makes sense to me because I mean, I, I guess just, okay. I guess all these people were isolated, yeah, you know, way back right. in the day. So I guess that's why we have four thousand languages or whatever the fuck it is we have on the planet. Um, whereas, and you see though how much it divides us. Like, how much do you think we could all agree on things if we could all just speak the same damn language? You know, I mean, yeah, I get, I get that in this country where we have some, you know, issues. How are you supposed but, to insult people without them realizing though? <laughs> I don't know, Evan. How are you? No. Um, but uh, I th- yeah, I mean, just think think of the concept of like everyone spoke the same language. I think the difference is that'd be fucking less, crazy. I think the difference is I I think we're defined by more than language though, because like think about culturally, you know, just just like culturally, obviously, like certain concepts are like consistent, like what makes you laugh, like someone slips and falls in a funny way, no matter where you are, people will laugh at that. But then you look at something like in Japan, if you walk in the house with your shoes on, they're like, you're a dirtbag, you piece of shit, go die. You know, <laughs> right. like it's clearly a very wrong, you've wronged them in some kind of way. And here we like, wait, what the fuck? 
Like, it's not a big deal to us. You know, mm-hmm. like, we don't understand that. Or, like, shaking a Muslim's hand with the wrong hand. They're like, that's your shit-wiping hand, you know? Oh, yeah, don't you dare, like, eat with your left hand. Yeah. In India I mean, or anything. It's a, it's just cra- kind of, like, stuff like that. That's just, like, very cultural stuff that to us... Or, like, in China, culturally, culturally taking someone else's idea and making it yours is perfectly fine. It's totally okay. Even if you took their idea and make more money than they did on it, it doesn't matter. It's fine. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like they're, 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 it's not like they're like, oh, we're going to steal from them. No, he's, they're like, oh, they did it right. Let's just copy what they did. It's perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. So, but here we don't understand that. And we're like, why are these guys stealing all this IP, doing us IP theft? You know? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that gets us. It's the cultural differences, I think. I think the fucking verbal shit is just like, uh, just like whatever. Like, you can, you can learn to understand that eventually. But it's those little things, you know, people like Westerners or whatever, they're dirtbags because we're all like just kind of free. We're all like, eh, let's, <laughs> let's go fuck around, eh. you know, but they find there's something negative about that concept about, you know, or about, you know, the kind of like capitalist nature to do take care of oneself, you know, is like a negative to them. And it is negative in general, but, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I pulled up a list of fake languages. Um Dothraki. I know neither of you guys watch Game of Thrones, but Dothraki is one. Mm-hmm. Um, both of you guys should watch Game of Thrones to get your lives right. Nope. Um, Navi. Pass. It's amazing. It's an amazing series. Um, the Navi is a fake language someone made from scratch. Mm-hmm. Newspeak. What is that from? 1984? 1984. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Newspeak. Double plus ungood? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously... Star Citizen has two fake fake languages in it. Um, written or spoken? Written and spoken. Hmm. That's um, impressive. And Futurama has one. Alienese? It's a pretty lazy name, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> that's funny. Lazy or genius? Yeah, yeah that's funny. Probably, that's probably, that's the language that uh, Lila's... It's the written one, right? The yeah, fucking that, squiggles and shit? The, the yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, it's like hieroglyphs. You know? yeah. That's what it looks like. And Klingon, of course. Yeah. You know? There's a bunch of in Ned Stat from the Clockwork Orange. I don't remember that is Nadsat, uh, Mengani from Tarzan novels, Mino Minoese from Despicable Me. Oh, Minionese. That's oh my god, they made a language out of that. Fucking, they're lying. That's Minionese. Bullshit. Yeah, that's funny. It's not funny, Michael. It is funny. Minionese. That's hilarious. Funny. It's not funny at all. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? It's interesting. Minions are hilarious. No, they're not. Oh, have huddies. you seen a minion? Evan. Huh? They're hilarious. I think it's pretty funny. Okay. They're little fucking murderers. Yeah. You wish you had a a group of minions to do your bidding. Ooh. Yeah, and they're all that, funny and shit, doing crazy shit. Navi. Yeah, isn't that the the uh the blue people? Let's go. Yeah, hey, how how much yes. How much was the uh, the sort of ancient language developed for Prometheus, where Michael Fassbender was like Akunsa? Uh, remember that? I do it's remember not on that this list. So I guarantee it probably wasn't much. Hmm. Maybe it was it's just like it's rolled off of Arabic or something. To make a language. It is True. a lot. The Star Citizen language took like two years to make, but it's a full verbal and written language. Won't they Klingon, do? Uh... I don't know how long Klingon took, but it probably took. It's probably been building for years. I mean, people are probably still yeah. adding on to it. 
Don't they do elf speak or some shit? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, elven, elvish is a language. Oh yeah, also the For language the has Rings? two languages in Tolkien. That That's he right. Made written and spoken. Yeah. A Tolkien hmm. himself because he's a fucking he was a crazy person. He's like Michael living in a fucking hobbit hole in fucking Iceland or whatever. Nothing better to do. What up? <laughs> Mike, you need to grow your beard out to like two and a half feet. Yeah, and, and then move to Iceland. Language. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, Mike, how's that language coming? It's like just a bunch of mumbles and hand gestures. Grunts. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Makes sense. None of it. <laughs> I'm goblins. Do you believe in goblins? Goblins everywhere. I'm with it. Alright. Where are we? Oh, you guys don't listen to any Mongolian, right? No. Alright. I've been watching this guy, Nargi, on YouTube. He is a... He works for a YouTube channel called Art Gear, I guess, which is like pro-Mongolian website trying to advocate tourism and everything. And, uh... They have a lot of like sounds in the language. Huh. Like I didn't go It's like it's fucking weird. Yeah, I'm looking. It looks like their uh, their language isn't very um verbose. No, no, complex. It's, uh, no, no, no. It's very uh, you know, like I said, like oh, you know, every language built on another one. Mm-mm. Right. This Unique. one's like Mongolian. Then it's like its language family is Mongolic. <laughs> like, like that's it. You know, it's like, oh, okay. So this is this must be one of those languages that's like, Mm-mm. yeah. So this one, this is one they can write in two different uh, scripts, which is fucking crazy. What's another one like that? I guess Japanese has three. Well, not really. I mean, it's like Russian, Ghana, Katakana. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but no, but but this, I mean, is like like Russian print and Russian cursive. Like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, no, but that's the thing. So Mongolian can be written in the Russian alphabet in Cyrillic, ah. or it can be written like fucking Arabic. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, like completely different. It's like, all right, let's write English using the alphabet we use, and then let's write it, but in Greek. You know, in the Greek alphabet, it's like what? Okay. You know, yeah. like it's like that. You know. So it can be written both ways. And there's a few countries that do that. Um, like they switch back and forth between using Cyrillic and using... Um, what's our alphabet called? Latin alphabet? Um, Urkant. Sure. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh. <laughs> you're, no, you're a cunt. <laughs> I told my mom yesterday she looked like a babushka. Oh, an old Russian grandmother? I thought you were going to say look like a baboon. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, Jesus, man. Damn, you're going hard. <laughs> Jesus, you guys are you guys are some <laughs> wild dudes, man. <laughs> What'd she say? She's like, yeah, I can't find my blah blah, so I'm wearing this or something. I don't know. I was can't like, find all right, my well. Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, right. <laughs> and my vodka. Yeah. Where's she my w- borscht spoon? She, she wishes. Yeah. Um. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and yes, James. I would like for you to discuss Alita. We already talked. About we Alita. talked about it last week a little bit. By the way, when you were talking about it, you said the the main actress looked horrible, or maybe it was just a bad picture. But I looked up who it was, and it's actually pretty accurate. Oh no, compared to the character, yeah, she's spot on. 
Yeah. Mike, Spot do on. you know who uh, who the actress is? No, James is saying compared to the fictional character, mm-hmm. the, the person in the movie looked like that. Not the actor. Yeah, I'm just saying I was saying the actor is not attractive. It just was a shock to me to see the actor and the digital character because I'm oh. used to I, I had I, I had become think I had started thinking, oh, this is what she looks like. Even though I knew it was digitally edited, I was like, oh, this is what she looks like. But no, she just is not half as attractive as her. her I think she is actually pretty attractive. If you ever she's now, my only... some bad pictures. I think she is attractive. True. Once you go dig into her kind of catalog of photos, you realize she's a very attractive woman. But I... she has a few bad pictures. Yeah, Rosa Salazar. I only know her from the Maze Runner Green series, Belt, Maryland. Green Belt. Really? Yep. Born in Washington D.C., raised <laughs> in Greenbelt, Maryland. Let's go. James, did you ever watch any of the Maze Runner series movies? Yes, I did. Do you know? You know? Did you see her in there then? Uh, no, I didn't. You remember I when they when that. they venture off into the desert and they find that like super cool black guy or Spanish guy? Yeah, his fake daughter slash assistant. That's her. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Is yeah, there anything else seen, you would like to say about Alita? I haven't seen it yet, so... I, I thought you wanted to go it. see it. No, I didn't get to go see it. I wanted to, but I forgot about it. And I was broke. I didn't have any money. So which is it? You forgot about it, or you were broke and didn't a little have bit any of money? Both. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. <sighs> okay. Well, never mind. I'm sorry I put it in here. Yeah, you should be sorry. I thought, I thought you wanted to go elevated. see it. He's like, I'm going to go see it. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Well, no, I will go see it. I, maybe I'll go see it. No, I'm not going to see it today. Maybe I'll see it on Monday. All right. So before you click on any links for the next one, okay, now let me tell you a little bit about it. Don't click on any links yet. So so we've talked many times about YouTube and YouTube kids, Spider-Man and Elsa and Injections. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about all kinds of bad things and how most parents just put it in front of their kids and they're like, go for it. Just watch. It's all safe. I'm going to drink my scotch now, you know? So where's Dave when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> so, but there's one shining hope on YouTube kids. I thought I was going to say hoax. And his name is Blippy. So Blippy is a guy who wears bright colors and he says he's, I watched a couple of his videos. They're horrible, but they're perfect for kids. Like they're perfect for kids. Okay. He's one of the, the number one guys on YouTube for YouTube kids. Like, don't want number one people on the channel on YouTube right now. And he's like, hey, kids, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And he wears like a brightly colored hat and brightly colored shoes. And he dances around everywhere. He doesn't walk anywhere. He dances everywhere, you know. Um, he plays kids' games and rides kids' stuff and shows kids, like, you know, and does his educational stuff. Here's how you spell car, you know, that kind of thing. So before he struck YouTube gold, though, he really, really, he was really excited about YouTube when it came out. And he said, I know what I'll do. He's in his 20s at the time. He's, I know what I'll do. Because it's like the height of jackass. He's like, I'll do a gross out YouTube channel. <laughs> so on his channel, he did a lot of stuff like, uh, let's see, let me find this point some references here. Um, uh, he did a he did a, a little short movie called Turd Boy, <laughs> um, in 2012 about a person made 
built of turds who was who was came alive from his parents having anal sex and there's a picture you have to see uh he did of course a mistletoe prank because pranks are all the rage he did a lot of like kind of gross out disgusting stuff like you know random gross shit so the picture hover your mouse above the thing that says pick don't click on it Okay, just put your put your cursor on pick. Don't click the link. Uh huh. Okay, Evan, Michael, are you there? Mm-hmm. Evan, are you? I see your cursor, Evan. You're not there. I am. Your cursor's back there. Okay, well, whatever. No, that's that's where I clicked. You said don't click. Oh no, well, click on the one that says pick. The second line. Well, you said the don't second. click. But don't don't click on the link. Okay. Okay. So. You mean do at that? At the height okay. of the yeah. Harlem Shake. Oh, okay, God, I remember that. At the height of the Harlem Shake, Harlem Shake was all the rage, you know? Do you guys remember the Harlem Shake? Yep. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Those were the heady days of the memes. The memes were at their fucking height. That was like when memes were like birthed into the world, you know? So, uh, popularized by by, Nasty, by by Filthy Frank, by the way. Always plug Filthy Frank whenever you can. Listen to his, China, his Japanese rap album. So, anyway... He, you know, at this time, this guy's name, his name was, his name is, uh, his last name was Grossman. So he, his channel was called Sleazy Grossman. Um, his <laughs> name was like Al Grossman or something, but he changed his name. He changed his name once he became Blippy. So he said, I know what we'll do. We will strike double gold. It was him and his buddy who ran the channel. He said, we'll strike double gold. We will do a Harlem Shake video. Okay. Now. I've secured this Harlem Shake video. Okay. It is in my show notes. It's under the thing called says nope. Okay. Under my name. You can't click on it. You have to be ingenuitive about getting it because this guy is extremely litigious. If he finds this video, you're going to get sued. You're going to get a DMCA takedown and you're going to get sued. Okay. This, this is a DM, this nope link links to a DMCA takedown. And if you're creative enough, you can link to the video from the information in DMCA takedown and watch the video. I have watched the video. Okay. It goes under the moniker Harlem shake poop. Okay. <laughs> now click on the link that says pick. That is essentially what happens in his Harlem shake video. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> how is this the Harlem shake dancing and everything? Well, no, he's on in the video. He's sitting on the toilet. Yeah. He just got his bike helmet on and sunglasses <laughs> and it's like bim, 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 and he's like just doing it. He's just uh-huh. sitting there. And then when it goes do the and the and the drop comes, it shows him squatting on the toilet in that frame and he's spraying explosive shits onto his naked friend who is laying on the floor in that it's, it's what's happening in that picture is what's happening. Yeah. Okay. And Why? <laughs> I'll tell you something. Let me tell you something. From someone who's also seen Two Girls, One Cup and all and was obsessed with the Harlem Shake when it happened. I'm not mad at this. I watched this video. It was funny. Okay? It didn't get big enough because it was so disgusting, but it's hilarious. It's very funny and totally worth your time to watch. You will definitely laugh. Okay? If you were able to laugh at any Harlem Shake video or you you somehow enjoyed... 
I won't even say enjoyed, but you thought the Two Girls One Cup was funny, or you like that shock stuff. This is like, or you like Jackass. This is that. This is Jackass Extreme. It's so it is hilarious. He said, "If you like Two Girls One Cup, <laughs> <laughs> if you like shit eating, does anyone does anyone like Two Girls One Cup? No, it's art. No, I don't think so. So the funny thing is, his friend. I guess his friend. I mean, his friend has to know what's going to happen. His friend's like. <laughs> Like spitting shit out of his mouth because there's shits everywhere. It's fucking deeply disturbing, but it's hilarious. Do yourself a favor, go watch it. It's on a Russian website. Yeah, I'm so trying right now, but it's not loading. Use your best judgment, but it's it's a funny video. Um. Anyway, so he was interviewed by BuzzFeed, and BuzzFeed. I'll read you the BuzzFeed article while you guys are look trying to look at the video. Um. Kids YouTube star Blippy regrets the viral video. In which he poops all over all over his friend, <laughs> and it shows Blippy. So I do want you guys to look at that so you can see what Blippy looks like now. But yeah, it's it's crazy. It's honestly just absolutely crazy, and uh, the kind of shit he used to get up to back in the day is very funny. Huh. Um, I mean, in a gross way. And I mean, his channel was like the lowest common denominator. But we're talking about the the you know early 2000s like early 2010 11 period so um you know a fair amount of time ago you know and he's like i'm sorry i did that you know i, I regret doing it but you know obviously i was really stupid and young back then I was in my 20s it was a wild time i just was trying to get popular or whatever steezy grossman was the name of the video steezy grossman yeah and he 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 actually pulled the site he hunts down the videos like crazy he he totally the whole Blippy thing is manufactured. It's very like well groomed, so he's done everything he can to get it like not get it to not be. You got to watch the video with sound, by the way. <laughs> There's definitely sound. <laughs> I'll see if I can get to it and uh, maybe download it later. Yeah, yeah, it's guy. That's the only place I was able to find it. It's really hard to find. So yeah, hmm. But actually, you know where I got that? <laughs> you know who led me there? BuzzFeed, they were like, but if you, they're like, they're like, if you go to the end of Google, the the last search, he said, there's a DMCA takedown that's very interesting. You may find what you're looking for there. And yeah. it just leads to like that. <laughs> and of course, DMCA takedown will can still take you to the stuff. So I didn't realize that. But yeah. But anyway, that's Steezy Grossman. For yeah, I mean, it quotes the infringing URLs. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I'm not mad at him either way. I mean, obviously, people are going to see this and get he's going to get roasted and he may lose his whole business because BuzzFeed decided to stick their nose in it. But I don't care. You know, he's apparently one of the best people you can leave your kids with on, on YouTube. So, you know, he's built an empire out of Blippi. It's super annoying and super weird, though. I, you know, definitely do yourself a favor and watch like five seconds of the Blippi video from the beginning. He's like, hey, kids, ah! it's fucking weird, you know, but I know I get why kids would like it. You know what I mean? So, I have yeah. a friend with a, with a seven-year-old or eight-year-old. All he does is watch Minecraft videos on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Kids still do that. Evan, what did you watch when you were seven or eight years old? Sonic the Hedgehog? On hmm. television? Or I was playing outside. Playing outside. Holes. Kids still do that? Uh, probably not so much. Maybe the parents are scared, or maybe 
they just are online. I don't know. But I yeah, think I was always outside. outside. I used to ride my bike a lot. And I was I was riding my bike. I was digging holes. I was playing in the woods by myself or with friends sometimes. I was walking down by the creek. I was the creek riding to 7-Eleven across University Boulevard. about that. <laughs> Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. I don't I, jumping I, you know, off the back porch. You know, all this, all the fun stuff. I don't think I have seen kids out a lot, actually. Oh, were you trolling around at three p.m. looking for kids? No, but I mean, when I was a kid, we were always rolling in a pack. It was like always like four or five of us, and we were on bikes. We'd be all over the place, tearing up. You know, and I mean, I did whatever. Tearing like, up the rose beds. Yeah, probably. You know. I mean, I did what Evan did, though. I'd, like, fucking try to jump off everything, like, making parachutes and shit. Parkour. You know, trying to do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Climbing on everything, playing the floor. The floor is lava, you know, uh-huh. in my backyard and in my basement. I mean, I was I was everywhere. So, but I, it's rare I mm. see kids like that anymore. Well, I did not I did not play the floor is lava, I don't think. Of course That's you did, a good one. You grew up with a, a 70-year-old woman. So, <laughs> you, you played, I don't know, hide the Geritol or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> whatever you we watched. Fun. We watched Terminator Two and the Last Boy Scout. Thank you. Yeah. When I was there like nine. Go. So there like... you go. <laughs> like, what'd you do as a kid? I used to lay under my bed and think. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Roadhouse. Probably the first time when I was like eight. That hmm. is a movie where another grown man like snaps another grown man's neck in the most gratuitous way. He's like. <laughs> It's like the sound is like so nuts. No, he throat punches a guy, doesn't he? No, he rips his throat out. Yeah, he rips his throat out. That's what he does. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I learned this in bouncer school or cooler school. That's right. Get out of here. Dude, if you want to see a movie that's just nothing but a two-hour-long bar fight, watch Roadhouse. Stars none other than the great uh, Patrick Swayze. And, and who you know who makes a guest appearance... About three quarters of the way through the movie. Sam Elliott? You got it. Oh, yeah. What was I watching? Well, well obviously, cartoons. He looks maybe. the same then as he does now. Yeah, of yeah. course. He was like born like dead. that. <laughs> he was like Morgan Freeman. He popped out when he was 60. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a long gestation. So I'll have a cigarette and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, all right, here. Cuts his own umbilical cord, comes out with a knife between his teeth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Shakes the fucking amniotic fluid off his cowboy hat, puts it on. So walks out of the room. Everyone's like, "Where's that music coming from?" Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know what, what the deal with this bar was, but in the in the movie, so he's the cooler, whatever that means. Basically, the head bouncer, and the other guys are the bouncers. He's like, "I'm the cooler." You're the bouncers. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, it's like, okay. And it's like, it doesn't seem to me that it's that large a place. But there's like a significant amount of staff there. Yeah, because it's a movie. I, I was So I remember <laughs> watching that movie like as an adult and being like, who can afford all this staff? All these mm-hmm. like security staff. Like, I can't imagine a bar on a roadside in the middle of nowhere having this much security staff like you go to clubs like with like six or seven hundred people you know like like dc live or something and it doesn't have them that many security guards consolidated in one place 
It might have that many across the entire building, but it never have that many in one place. And mm-hmm. the guy in charge of them was not called the fucking cooler. I bet he wish he was though. You know, <laughs> I bet he fucking wishes he was. I'm sure that's a legit term. It is that just died. It's just dead. You know, there's a Macy. you know there's a Roadhouse too. Yes, that's unnecessary. It does not have anyone from the first movie, as far as I know. And I don't know if it's been killed or what the development is, but you know it was being remade, right? With uh, who's the female fighter? Ronda Rousey. Rousey? Yeah, for, with Ronda Rousey as the bouncer. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they're making a girl version of that now? Yeah. I want to say it was supposed to come out like over a year ago, so maybe it got scrapped. I don't know. Hollywood has no imagination anymore. Yeah, but there is a movie. Just, you know, just because a thing exists doesn't mean you need a woman version of it or a black version of it. Why don't you make a better, why don't you make something better? Yeah. Why don't you improve, not instead of, instead of just copying with like swap, a copy and a swap. Copy swap. Swap and cop. A, 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 a swap, a swap, <laughs> yeah. But there was a movie starring William H Macy called, I think it was called The Cooler, where he was uh, sort of an unlucky guy and he worked for a casino, so the pit boss would send him to go like sit at a poker table if someone was winning too much money, and then the, that person would start to lose. To like cool the situation down. Yeah, I don't know if that's an actual position, but that was the premise of the movie. Roadhouse Two: Last Call, two thousand six. Oh yeah. So, look at Sam Elliott in this movie. I'm watching the video. My exes, and he's dancing with this blonde chick, and she is fine. I remember that about this movie, thinking this is a fine, one, a fine chick, and she's. Patrick Swayze's love interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fucking Sam Miller's like, yeah, they're, they're coming out of the date. Da, 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 da. Like, God, get the pebbles out of this guy's throat, man, and <laughs> give them to me so I can sound like him. <laughs> like, Jesus, that's so cool, man. He's like an old, better sounding Tom Skerritt. It's like him and Tom Skerritt went to the same school. Hmm. Yep. like grizzled old yep. white guy. He's and the one Evan, Evan right I now can is, accept is, that. He's like, who's Tom Skerritt? No, I know exactly who that is. What are you? Are you kidding me, <laughs> dude? One of my favorite movies of all time is Top Gun. Are you kidding me? I thought you were gonna say Net Force. I was like, what? <laughs> you saw Net Force? <laughs> Isn't that Scott Bakula? It's Scott Bakula and Tom Skerritt, man. Oh, I, I didn't realize book. Tom Skerritt was in. I I, I downloaded <laughs> it because it was, it sounded hilarious. And Scott Bakula was in it, but I never watched it. Yeah, I, I think I watched five minutes of it. I didn't realize it's horrible. Tom Skerritt's in that <laughs> too. That's funny. Yeah, it's horrible. What I don't TV know show was I he on? That uh, I don't know. Uh, Picket yeah. fences. Picket fences. Oh, I don't know. I never saw that. Was he the, a judge or something? I don't remember. Or is a cop? Probably. I, I remember. Um, since we're talking about shitty movies that no one's ever seen. Or maybe saw it once. It reminded me of a movie starring Brandon Lee called Laser Mission. Oh, the hell! Mike and I laughed about that maybe five years ago, which is the only reason I ever downloaded it. Never Laser watched mission. it though. That's Laser funny. Mission. Yep, that's funny. That's pretty funny. Oh boy. Okay. 
What do we got next? What is this? What is this? Hmm. What is this? Ma? Oh, yeah. Or so Massachusetts. Remember the trailer? Who's remember this the trailer chick? we saw last week? Uh, that Michael was like, this is great. It's about uh, us. Okay. Remember, remember us? Yes. I don't know what's happening happening right now. Before you guys look at that trailer, I don't know what's happening right now. But there's some, like, this birth of, like, new, great, uh, like, taking... And see, this is what I was just talking about. Like, why take a good thing and then copy it? Okay? In this case, they took a... They, they've been taking, like, this great genre, and they've been flipping the roles on their heads and putting people who you kind of classically think as one thing and making them another thing. So this chick who's in Ma, I don't know her name... But she's like the black mother or like the black buddy, like your black neighbor or the sidekicky role. She plays like the bad guy in this horror movie. Hmm. And it looks amazing. Like you watch a trailer, it's going to remind you of us because there's a black person in a main one of the main roles. Probably that's why it reminded me of us. But I, I love the fact that they take because here's the thing. And look, I'm not trying to be racist, but here's the thing, right? When you think about black people in horror movies, you kind of think of like one or two certain type of character types, you know, archetypes, like the buddy or the guy who's going to get killed right away. This flips it completely on its head. You know, it's almost like Candyman, but Candyman, the fact that he was a black, well, black guy was an afterthought, honestly. You know, they kind of pivoted with this whole like slave aspect, but it's mostly an afterthought. But here, it's like she looks so innocent. It just and and you view her as innocent. It totally flips the concept on its head. It looks amazing. I'm really excited about it. I want to see this. Hmm. Actually, I don't want to see it because I don't like horror movies. Cause it's scare easy. But I want to hear about it after Michael sees it with uh, T Dog. Michael, you'll have to relate to us how it is. When's it coming out? I don't know. May thirty first. Okay. Yeah, take a look at the trailer. We'll talk about it. After the show or something, you know, or to, when you have time, we can talk about it later this week if you guys see the trailer. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. I like it. Cool. Okay. Well, Mike, something else you might like. Uh, if you actually, James, you too, since you have a Costco membership, uh, we got some wraps for you. Some folio wraps, I guess. Wrap, wrap snacks. No. <laughs> Dude. Fucking wrap snacks. <laughs> you know those are here now, right, Evan? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're Have you tried them? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I bought one. I bought one, and James was like, "What is this? Which like, one? Which one did you get?" Uh, I don't remember. James took a you picture the, of it. The Migos Dude, sour my, cream and onion. My, my Instagram is filled with pictures of them. That's like <laughs> one of my purposes in life to go to Instagram, go to like go whenever I see them, put them on my Instagram. Be like, why does this exist? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what flavor. I had some. I think I had some kind of barbecue one or something. Okay. Is uh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so ridiculous. Anyways, so Mike, I know since you uh, you're interested in the in the in the low carbohydrates, keto diet, everything like that, as we all are. Mm-hmm. There are some new products that are looking to compensate or or. Storm the market for tortillas, mm-hmm. and they're cheese wraps. I see. With anywhere from looks like eleven to thirteen ish grams of protein per wrap, with one gram of carbohydrate. I don't know how they pull off this magic. Uh, I think it's more than just flattened cheese. Uh, 
Let's and see. The no wrap starch. Is made of cheese? Yeah. Huh. Made from 100% cheese. No how starch, much, wheat, is... flour. Uh, I didn't see any pricing. I did not look at Costco myself. Apparently, they are pretty popular because they're, some of their shipping to other stores has been delayed. Um, oh, wait. So this is the bag of flat cheese. Yeah. It's not like a, like a completed wrap ready to eat. No. Oh. It's like if you went to buy a bag of tortillas. Okay. So I just thought that was, you know, interesting pickup. So you better not put anything hot in there. Um, actually, I think to make them malleable, you are supposed to microwave them for like ten seconds or so. Uh, and in one of the pictures down here, someone made a taco. I can only assume that taco meat is warm. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't make a. I wouldn't use this to make a quesadilla where you're going to put some meat and extra cheese in there and then like crisp it up in a pan. You probably just end up with a melted mess. Yeah. Um, but if you want to make like a turkey wrap, um, cause turkey is the best lunch meat to use, uh, for any kind of sandwich as we all know, you know, it could be good. Someone made like a BLT down here. That looks really good. Actually. I love the pole at the bottom. Do you accept cheese as your savior? 92% yes. Yes, I do. 8% yes, of course. LOL, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. 100% yes. Hey, Mike, um, come over today and we'll go to Costco and get some of these. Yeah, so I know there's one near Mike, is, and I think there's one pretty close to you. But I know you, at the very least, you have a membership. So, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if any of you out there listening actually have tried or end up trying this before we hear back from uh, James or Mike, please send in some feedback. Jumping on down to the extra section. Um, just a, an interesting, a creative way to pass messages in the olden days. Um, just going to read a little excerpt here. Some guy named Delaporta, I could be pronouncing that wrong, Invented a method which allowed him to write secret messages on the inside of eggs. So this happened during the Spanish Inquisition, and he had a lot of friends who were in jail. And what he would do is he made this ink out of uh, plant pigments and alum. I think alum is, is it chalk or limestone? Hmm. I don't happen to know. It's some, it's like, you know, a, a mineral. It's pretty common. Um, and he would create this ink and write on the eggshell, which is somewhat permeable. And then once it was dry, he would boil the egg. So it's like you're bringing your friends hard-boiled eggs, which is a common thing to do during the Spanish Inquisition, I guess. Also, it was convenient that during security checks, they were just like, oh, those are eggs, let them go through. And what would happen is during the boiling process, the the quote-unquote ink would be washed off of the shell but it would have penetrated through to the inside and imprinted on the hard-boiled egg white. So when you crack it open, you can read the message. Hmm. And I thought, that's clever as shit. So I wanted to put it in here. Hmm. Is it non-toxic? That's pretty cool. I'm sure it's non-toxic, yeah. We should do these. We should try. We should do them. We should do it to Les. Hard-boiled <laughs> bunch of eggs. Say, hey, Les, I got eggs in there. and put like crazy shit in there. Like roll tide is a lie. I'll just you I'll know? just draw the uh, the Auburn logo on there since there. they're arch enemies. 
Alabama's a myth. <laughs> Alright, right, what do you got for us, Mike? So, uh, it's an article in Time. Uh, it's about, they're talking about old planes that were, you know, dead, dead before their time. Like, uh, James's favorite, the Spruce Goose. What about the Grumman uh, X10? They don't mention that one. Uh, they mentioned the Concorde. But now a new one that just 12 years after it was introduced, they're going to retire it. The Airbus A380. Why? It can hold too many people. Come on. So too many people, and it's four engine, where most more efficient planes are two engine now. So it uses too much fuel, I guess. So is it about efficiency, or not? they're not making enough profits? Well, that goes hand in hand, right? That's so, so shitty. And so, by the way, I, I misspoke. I meant the Grumman X-29. Mm, okay. So they said this thing can hold 550 passengers to upwards of a mind-boggling 800, depending on the configuration. That's so impressive. this plane is truly massive and insane. But they, you know, the airline has trouble, like, oh, our, our, you know, flight to Paris or whatever. You know, they can't find 800 people to sit on the damn thing. So mm-hmm. so every seat they're not filling, they're losing money, right? You know, so. God forbid they lower the lower cost, which is how capitalism works. Well, they do. So, but you know, do they really though? Don't don't most airlines also sort of sublet their extra space to like package delivery? I don't know. So they'll like I've carry seen that in movies. FedEx I don't. And... I don't know if that's a thing. Okay. You see that in movies? I don't believe it. It's fake news. Well, I don't mean like a passenger takes on some random package and is like, "Hey, deliver chicken. this to Paris." I mean, like right. FedEx has you know here take these three tons of packages that are going to, you know, Western Europe anyways, and we'll give you X amount of money instead of sending our own flight over there. If you have the space. Oh yeah. Well, they can't, it's not like they can put packages in the seat next to some guy. I mean, you know, right. Probably (laughs) probably, probably not going to work. If they only have 200 passengers, then they have an extra 600 passengers worth of cargo space. Right. You know, yeah, I get it. But yeah. Yeah. But the seating sections, I don't think they're that modular. No, he's just saying the cargo area would be that empty. And honestly, you don't. I don't think you want to sit on the Airbus that has eight hundred seats because that's going to be tantamount to like sitting in a fucking sardine can. You want to sit in that five hundred seat Airbus, you know the 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 the, the well. That's what the that's what the configuration that has you know the floor upstairs with a you know another um, you know oh we only have you know fifty seats for first class and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably more spaced out and whatever. I wouldn't mind being one of 200 on an 800-seater because presumably I'd have two to three empty seats next to me. I could stretch a leg out. Well, Evan, you, you flew home with uh, minimal Oh, that was fucking people. great. How many, Dude, how many people on were on a, the plane? I was on a British Airways flight from Heathrow back to BWI when when our you know, CSC Euro trip was done with. Mm-hmm. And... It, I'm pretty sure it was on a 747. There were like 45 people on this flight. I'm I'm <laughs> very surprised they didn't just cancel it. But I was so comfortable. I had so I had my entire row to myself. The the row of three ahead of in front of me and the row of three behind me is totally empty. It ah. was great. 
Uh, uh, James, you ever experienced anything like that? I mean, uh, yeah, I have before. I've gotten lucky. Um, hmm. But very rarely. I mean, I have well, one yeah. particular time. Uh, uh, a stewardess told me, I said, can I sit there if nobody's there? She's like, nope, you can only sit where you're supposed to sit. I was like, thanks. You know, it was like a emergency row or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some, some interesting caveats to sitting in the emergency exit row. Like, if you need a seatbelt extension, which I usually ask for just for comfort, then you are automatically disqualified from sitting in an emergency exit row. Because fat people can't move fast or something. Probably. Yeah. But also, I've heard, now maybe it's a rumor, that you have to sit in your assigned seat because of, like, the possibility of body identification in case the plane goes down. Whatever. I don't know. Like if half of your torso is still in the seat, they would be like, okay, look at the manifest. Is that person? Let me ask you a dumb question. Yeah. No one's you're- living through a plane crash. <laughs> next, next question. You're all, you're all forensic, <laughs> forensic, uh, pathologists or whatever. Correct. Um, they're like, oh, we had to identify everyone from dental records. Right. Where are they getting these dental records from? Or do they, they're like, we think it's Michael Blower, but we had, we contacted his dentist, got his last x-rays, and yeah, it's him. Is that what it is? Or is it just like, let's pull up the dental record database, you know? Like, I mean, so. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I, I would assume yes. However, I'm sure they can tell by your teeth. I'm sure there's like telling signs of what, you know, race you were. Like that kind of thing. Process process of elimination kind of stuff. And from there they it's magic. I have a feeling there's a lot of ways to check to see. We know dental records because of movies and TV, but I, I think there's a lot more ways other than dental records to find out who's who and what's what. I mean mm-hmm. the fact that you might have your driver's license in your fucking pocket would probably help. Well yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um or you're sitting in your proper your appropriate seat. Or your face is intact and they're able to match you up by, you know, knowing by looking at passport photos and seeing because they have all that on record. They have your driver's license probably on record too. They can just be like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, James brought us to be on this flight, and then they can go run my thing and say, okay, hmm, how many bulky James Brothers are there who'd be flying out of BWI? By process simulation, they could find me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, I think there's, I think if there's not a lot of people on the flight, even the flight's packed. You know, they can process of elimination, you know, right. figure it out. Now, on a related note, do either of you guys know if passports are required for domestic flights now? Because a couple of years ago, I remember that there was a a certain date. I want to say it was in 2018, maybe 2019, maybe it was pushed, where you could no longer use a driver's license for domestic flights. No, I don't either. ever remember hearing that. Uh, the only thing I have heard is... You need an ID that's real ID compliant. Okay. So if you don't have one from your state or your state hasn't started issuing them yet, then you might need to use a passport instead. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I flew to Vegas, I didn't need a passport. Okay. A passport. As <laughs> my Latin friends say for some fucking reason. Hello. My name is Werner Brandis. My voice is my passport. Verify me. <laughs> I thought you'd be like, hello, my name is not sure. <laughs> yeah, right. 
You know, for the being the smartest man on the planet, you sure are a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking great. Um. All right. So next up, I have uh, the Ass Man. That's what we've all been waiting for. I heard about this. So this guy wanted to get a li- a vanity plate on his car. That is his last name. And I've, I've often wondered about this myself for me. I'm like, would they let me get blower? Like, can they say no? You know? And apparently in Saskatchewan, they can and they did say no. He even appealed the decision and they, he still lost on appeal. So his last name is A-S-S-M-A-N, but apparently it's pronounced Osman or something. Um... It's like, yeah, right, guy. It's like, it's pronounced but, uh, Simmons. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he said, all right, fuck you guys. So he has a regular license plate, but in big, huge letters on the back of his pickup truck, it like where it would say Nissan or Toyota or something, in huge letters, it says ass man. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually made it look kind of like a license plate. Like he put the, the name of the province at the top, Saskatchewan. And then Land of Living Skies at the bottom, which I'm assuming is what it says at the bottom of a mm-hmm. Saskatchewan license plate. So it's pretty my funny. It's question, like, fine, fuck you guys, whatever. You know, I like this guy. He's my kind yeah. of people. Yeah. So like, he's not a proctologist, huh? No. <laughs> Was there like a Seinfeld missed... episode about this guy? Yeah, exactly. It's like they he missed uh, he missed the calling. No. No. So. I have to ask you, why isn't this at the top of the news, Mike? This is what we need to be hearing about. <laughs> I think we have other more pressing things to talk about besides Press what's going on in Saskatchewan. Although James, I know James is a fan of Saskatchewan. Why? Isn't that where Yellowknife is? I have no idea. That's your, your ancestry, Mike. Where's that's, that's, where, that's, that's First Nation territory. Oh, I'm sorry, Yellowknife's in the Northwest Territories. My bad. Isn't that a, such a creative name? For, it's like, what should we call this territory? Uh, the Northwest Territories. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, well, yeah. That speaks to my Canadian sensibility. Mm-hmm. There's that, and there's the Yukon. That's the other territory up there. Owned by GMC. Yeah. Denali? Yeah. Yeah. I really don't know why this guy put ass man in this car. Even if his name. Like, it's his way of expressing himself. People, he's got to know what people are going to think about it. Like, what is this guy saying? Is this a Seinfeld reference? <laughs> They're like, it must be a Seinfeld reference. Or, then, but it's all big on his car. It's like, maybe he has a business called Ass Man? I don't know. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. He wants to do it, he can do it. He can get, get the license plate, but he can paint it all over the back of his truck. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, James, this is America. This is about freedom. Wait. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's a boot right. freedom. It's a boat. I'm <laughs> 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 making fun of my own people. What the fuck? Uh-uh-uh. Fuck that. He's an English-speaking Canadian. I'm from the French-speaking Canadians. Another minority that's been persecuted for far too long. No, anyway. Um, all right. <clears throat> so next up, I have this article. Uh, more evidence that Donald Trump is a bad person, like we needed any more evidence. 
He's the first president that doesn't have a dog in 120 years of presidents. Wow. And, you know, I think we talked about this before, so he doesn't come out and say it here, but I think we talked about it in another article. He hates dogs. Yeah, he doesn't like dogs. He thinks they're dirty or something. Yeah, his big insult, his favorite insult is calling people a dog. Uh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. What if he's a cat person? Yeah, right. What about the presidential cat? Why do you have to have a dog as a president? What does that, what sort of didn't image Bill, does that project? Did Bill Clinton have a cat? They had a cat. Socks. Probably, I think they probably had both. Yeah, they did. They had they socks. Had, always a dog, but they're sometimes cats. Yeah. And birds and gerbils and shit. Hmm. Yeah, what's his name? Had a bear. Of course he did. Is it McKinley Roosevelt? or uh, Roosevelt? Yeah, I forget. Yeah. That's, that's the president we need. <laughs> One, I forget which president was it him or was it someone who used to just whack people with his stick? Oh, <laughs> was that the other Roosevelt? TR or or FDR? Just FDR. walk around and be like kneecap. Yeah, yeah. Like his hickory stick. <laughs> He's like, like ah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, Trump doesn't have a dog. Like I'm gonna numbers. get a dog, and yeah, he's a bad person. So what if? His favorite animal was a horse. And what if he rode a horse around the halls of the White House? Mm. Evan, last but not least, because we don't have a section for this. I didn't know where to put it. Sure. Uh, A Mexican doctor, okay, found a 100% cure for Mexican doctor. Is that like military intelligence? (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Exactly. No. Uh, 100% cure for cervical cancer and HPV. I did hear about this. Whoa. Please elaborate. So I don't think she actually found a cure for cervical cancer. I just think by the transitive property, that is now no longer a consideration. Mm-hmm. Because uh, a cure to eliminate HPV and prevent the spread of cervical cancer. Yeah. So HPV usually causes cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Is she So is it a cure to, to HPV? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Which isn't that like the only? I was like, isn't that the only STD carried by men? No, that's (laughs) wrong. (laughs) That's definitely wrong. We're just talking about that last night, aren't we, James? (laughs) Yeah. Like chlamydia is that the clap or is that? uh, Yes. Is that the other one? Is that gonorrhea? No, I think gonorrhea is gonorrhea. Chlamydia is a clap, and then there's crabs, and of course the herpes. Right. Uh, herpes simplex 10. No. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, like, what? The retrovirus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, I need to talk to Victor. You know, silver hair, Capricorn. Victor. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, well, this is good news for everyone. It is. Now we can stop using condoms. Jesus That's Christ, right. about time. Yeah, so tired of that. So I was I so I didn't put it in here because I I didn't even think of it. But I was talking to someone on Friday and I mentioned that I thought they were working on a man uh, version of birth control. Yeah, well, we've already discovered it's 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 SARM S twenty three. Just comes with a minor side effect of aggression. uh, Now someone told me it's already out. It's been out for a year. It's available. Oh, I was like, oh. Well, I haven't really heard about that, have I? What I mean, it's hell? a woman's job. Yeah, let's leave it. Yeah. Beat it. James? It's just a pair of tweezers you put in your cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And what is a cloaca, James? I don't know. Some kind of bird part. <laughs> some kind of bird part. Okay. You're not wrong. Yes. He's yeah. not wrong. So there's a little biology lesson, everyone. <laughs> so birds only have one hole. You know, yep. like like butthole slash pee hole slash whatever hole. Slash birthing canal. Yeah. So they lay their eggs, they poop, they pee everything out of one hole called the cloaca. <laughs> you just learned something. Congratulations. No. I always thought that dogs uh, laid eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What is it from? Family, Family Guy? Family yeah. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yep. So James is just going to put a clothespin on his butthole. And yep. call it birth control. Seal it up. He's gonna put a <laughs> put a clothespin on his butthole. Yeah, that's whatever, my whatever that whatever that means. That's he's you know pinching off the cloaca. Seal up that cloaca. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's it's worthy of experimentation. Ugh. Horrible. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. You're welcome, Evan. James, I see you. Uh, you recapped a couple of things in your extra section. Yeah, we talked about. I just got the picture. I mean, the video link and the Meek Mill video for anyone to look at. Um, just one thing of note, and I should put this tag this time, but I'm not going to. Um, the Meek Mill video is hosted by this new uh, YouTuber. I've been fo- watching his videos. It's the Rational Nation. So, by if you look at the opening of the video, you're like, oh my god, this is some right wing trash. But it's actually kind of a middle-of-the-road, slightly left-leaning news. But it's not very – he's very middle, very middle, this guy. Um, he just kind of is talking about the facts. I mean, I'm not saying that he's – it should be the end-all, be-all of your, all your political study. But his videos are very, like, balanced, if you ask me. You know, or they're, they're, they're at the starting point of being balanced and flexible. So um, – you won't. You aren't doing yourself wrong by watching his videos. I think, in my opinion, um, yeah, the Rational Nation. It's one guy. He does these political kind of overviews. It's pretty good. James. Yeah. As an expert on hip hop and hip hop culture, um, can you please explain to me this rapper's name? I cannot. Meek Mill. I don't know. He's what Meek. Is- he worked at a mill. I have no idea. Maybe. <laughs> Now here's here's a fan theory for you. Maybe if if we go back to olden days, a mill is a a, a place of grinding, right? You chew up the wheat and you get flour. You mill it. You break it down, right? So maybe this gentleman breaks down the meek. Oh. The meek being the weaker rap stars of the world. Mill he of chews the them up, yeah, and spits them out like the trash and waste products they are. Hmm. Maybe that's what it is. That's that an is an interesting. Yeah. Uh, I like that, Evan. Yeah, I like I that. Too. I have no idea if it's true, but I like it, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it, and I thank you for it. Well, I appreciate it too. I thank you, and we share our love. Yes, praise be unto him. Oh God, dude! <laughs> I would have rewatched that the Tim and Eric thing. That's why I was I was trying to pull it from there. Quote. You know what I'm talking about? Which one? The Tim and Eric, um, the movie that they did. Mattresses? <laughs> no, not not purple mattress boys. Not the purple boys. Uh, 
<laughs> they oh, did a movie. the internet thing? No, and uh, they made like, it was like Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. And at the right. beginning, they're both like gurus dressed up in flashy shirts with like spiked hair and mohawks. And they're like, so I appreciate you sharing your love with me. And I wanted you to know I recognize that and share the, share the love back to you. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right. I'll have to try. I'll find a clip. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Anything else uh, you guys like to add before we get out of here? Uh, there's one little thing I want to, I want to mention, uh, okay. during the the show, right at the beginning of the show, when we started recording, uh, we received an email from a fan. Yes. And, uh, he just wanted to let us know how much, uh, he appreciates the show. Apparently we, we make him laugh. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate that. And what else was in the email, Mike? Um, uh, something about us clipping our ass cheeks slash holes. Right, 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 right. I guess, I guess you know the the shaving, as they as they call it, um, uh-huh. the shavening. Yes, <laughs> the shavening. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a mis- uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, next <laughs> next week, perhaps we'll have a an update from either you two guys. Right. I just right, right. I refreshed myself just the other day. So. Oh. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Good to little, go. Little nair. Good to go. No, 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 no. I think that's, I mean, that's not worth it. You can buy a razor for a lot cheaper and it's a lot quicker and no chemical. I don't want to, I don't want to like singe my cloaca shut, you know? (laughs) Razors are made out of chemicals. And sharp metal. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I learned something today. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Loyal listener. Um, for that. We'll definitely give you an update. Okay. To the rest of you, thank you for making it this far. Uh, if you would like to get in contact with us about anal shaving, please email us. Oh. Feedback at iopanelpodcast.com Pardon me. Check out our website iopanelpodcast.com. On there you'll find our various social media links, RSS feed, ways to follow the podcast, ways to support the podcast via Patreon, Amazon Affiliate. Um... We do hope you always enjoy the show. We do want you to email feedback. We do want your input. We're always looking to do better and progress and everything. But for this week, on behalf of everyone here, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. I just can't let you go. Lord knows that I've tried to. You said I was the only one. No one likes being like to. You made this mess and left me with the pieces Now I wanna burn all the bridges between us I've been stuck.